legend in the house, legend across the table from you today, uh, DJ Flipout. Phil came by and uh, we just chopped it up, man. I, I nerded out. He told me about the history of everything that's been going on in Vancouver, what he's been doing with uh, Red Bull 3 style, what he's been doing with li- literally just everything in his realm, whether it's acting, it's DJing, or whether it's, you know, reviews or hosting or what he's doing over at virgin like the guy is uh literally a freaking legend he is someone that is a staple of vancouver one of those iconic guys like he came out the womb with you know records in his head he's a gender blind musical connoisseur that's the best way i could put it and uh, a super humble dude he's hung out with freaking dj jazzy jeff he's hung out with raekwon he's hang out with like the list goes on and on and on he's one of those one of these guys that just has been in the industry forever and is still incredibly humble and just a blast to uh, talk with and also is just an absolute legend. Uh, I'm trying to get him a show on uh, Beats One. <laughs> We're trying to get him positioned to, you know, he's really, he's an Ebro of the world. He's a DJ drama of the world. He is a, he's one of these guys that just deserves to be on the highest platform uh, because he has the knowledge, the groundwork, um, and the personality to do these things on a high level. So make sure you guys check this one out. I just fanboyed and uh, it was a great podcast. So check it out. Anyways, yeah, let's roll Get it. Get your Nardwar on. Let's see. Oh, case in point, let's open up with Nardwar. Why has Nardwar not done his due diligence on yourself? No, no. Come no, on. That's not, no. Yes, it is. No. Don't lie to yourself. There's no fucking way. Yes, there is. Like you asked me, you're like, what are you here to promote? I'm like, nothing. Yeah. So I'm just here. I'm just a public servant. A um, man of the people. But do you know that I had met Nardwar? Like, you had, no, tell me the story. How'd you meet Nardwar? Do you know that I met Nardwar a long time I ago? I think I saw on, he used to write a blog. No, you don't know what I'm talking about? Mm. For UBC? Yeah. Yeah? Well, he has a radio show. St- started. S- still has a radio show. And you started there as well. Yes. That's where you guys met? No. Okay, I'm way it's, off. No, you're not way off, but okay. it's like... It was through radio, right? It was, at, it was at CITR. It was at, the, it was at CITR, but it wasn't when I started doing rap radio with Jay Swing. Okay, I made a bunch it of was, assumptions, yeah. It was <laughs> when, uh, when I did work experience in grade 10. Oh my god! And I, I don't know if you know. I don't know if people do work experience anymore. Do you, did you do work experience? Uh, yeah, I did. But Are you I'm from like, Vancouver? I'm like 16. No, I'm from Hornby Island. I don't know if you know that. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. There's a of uh, course. What? Yeah, there's a, a nudist colony on Hornby. Isn't there? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised I have clothes on right now. Yeah. See, it's true. <laughs> there is a nudist not colony. There's a string of beaches that are nudist. And people grow up it, like as nudists. Yeah, bro. I grew up nu- naked on those beats. I've, beaches. I've never said that on here. Right? Yeah, but. Yeah, like there's a l- bunch of people like you grow up it's just natural you're just nude bro it's super weird you um you, <laughs> it's wrong <laughs> nothing wrong with that because people that i know that i grew up with they listen to this podcast and they're probably like what the hell are you talking about so it's super weird there's like there's like an age when you're like three and you're four it's like it's okay to like you know have your little your little thing out but and then it gets to a point where you're like 8, 9, 10, 11, and you're still walking around there naked. And then you're kind of like looking at each other like, oh, she's starting to grow a pair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Cindy's kind of cute. And then as soon as that point hits, as soon as someone makes that comment, everyone just got off the beach. Oh. So that was it. And uh, I've, I've been wearing clothes ever since. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, 
no, but <laughs> going back, okay. Yeah, sorry. We're, sorry, Nardwar. 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 Work experience yeah. in grade 10, you get like, uh, where do you want to go and work for a week? Yeah. So I uh, I wanted to go to the uh, radio station. So I actually um, tried to get a hold of Zed 95.3. Sweet. And they didn't return my phone calls because that's all there was, I guess. So I contacted CITR and I was like, can I come and do work experience like for a week there? And they're yeah. like, I guess. So I went there and the guy, <laughs> I remember getting there, the guy's like, why did you want to come here? I'm like, because yeah. I want to go to the radio station. And I met Nardwar there in the hallway. Uh, did he have his thing on or what? Uh, no, I, I was introduced to him as John. His name is John. I was like, this is John. Wow, yeah, this weird. is Phil from right. Moss Crop. Uh, <laughs> he went to he's here for the yeah. week I went to Moscrop <laughs> so I met him back then and like throughout the years I just have known him and actually Jay Swings helped him with some some info for some of the acts of course of course and uh, we've I was in the room uh, when he interviewed Pharrell no way so that, that was crazy that to was see. one of the interviews that broke him open that's, that's what changed everything and then he got jay-z backstage yep. and all this stuff that was crazy i love that's one of my favorite interviews of all time when he's just sitting there like pharrell's just like he's got the records in his hands he's yeah like, i got people that you need to meet he can't believe it yeah. yeah and you're like i've never experienced this in my entire life and i was like oh man that is so cool yeah he's a staple we were talking just before the podcast about staples of vancouver and how we've been lucky to get some of them martini yourself nardwar's a, nardwar's staple. a legend he's, he's a fucking legend in I've maybe watched every single one of his interviews. Going back to like, um, who was some of the first ones? Snoop Dogg was on the first ones Snoop, too. Those, those are the first rapping ones. Yeah, Nas too. Nas Nas didn't like him. Busta yeah. Rhymes didn't like him. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, but then after that Pharrell interview, uh, I interviewed Pharrell for uh, yeah. Jay Swing and I's radio yeah. show on yeah. the over the phone yeah. for NERD whatever. And I brought up Nardwar, yeah. and Pharrell did an impersonation of Nardwar, <laughs> and I sent that to Nardwar, and Nardwar <laughs> put that on YouTube. Hell yes. So it's kind of cool. Of course he did. That's amazing. You can find that. Just like flip yeah. out yeah. Nardwar. Try to find that, Bri. See it's, if we can, we can get, that, get that popping. You uh, a spot on impersonation. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Nardwar is amazing. I, 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 see, I, people will be like... Josh, you want to be Vancouver and they talk to Kev and be like, you want to be Vancouver? Like, you know, Narwar is like, that is the pinnacle. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> you know, like, how do you interview Narwar? Like, I can't, I'm not up, I, I'm going to need a year. <laughs> we'll do it 2020. You know, give me a year. We'll have everyone here in, in the behind the scenes just going, digging up <laughs> stuff. I'll have three crates. Like, you can't, <laughs> I can't just come and have a conversation because that's our whole model is like, come hang out. You right. Know? And I don't know if he could come hang out. I don't know. Yeah. He's crazy. He does he have a day job? Radio. Uh, I'm not sure. He has a he he has the radio show. He has a I think he has a record label that his rec that his band is on. Mm. The Evaporators. The Evaporators, of course, yeah. And um And they play shows because I've heard oh, yeah. him, I've heard him promote it. Legend. Yeah, super cool. So you did uh you interviewed uh Pharrell. You also interviewed uh potential president uh, twenty twenty, Mr. Uh Kanye West. I did. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was in uh, 2008. Yeah, it was the. It was in 2008. It was the Touch the Sky tour. It was the one that A Track was DJing for him. Yeah, so A Track's a friend of ours from before, mm -hmm. so he hooked it up. No way. Him and uh, my friend, um, a buddy Sean Lala, who uh, I was just talking to on text message actually about records, but um, they hooked up the interview. It was the last date of the tour. Sweet. 
And we did it in the Canucks room. Super cash. Sitting on tables or whatever. Super, super cash. We're, yeah. And um, yeah, he was wearing a Christmas sweater and yeah. talked to him. And he was. we talked about Adam Sandler movies. He was just fucking around most of it. But we yeah. actually got a, a dope interview enough out of him to do like a two-hour segment oh, no way. for our radio show, Straight Goods. Sweet. Which we have. Yeah. Which which is up on my Mixcloud. Uh, uh, yeah, which you have on iTunes podcast, essentially. As well, yeah. As well, yeah. yeah. That's where I found it originally. Um, yeah, there's actually a quote that I need you to tell me about. Brie, what's that That one we had queued up? Yeah, yeah, play it. Play it real quick. We'll get the audio in here. What is this from? <laughs> this one right here. Oh, you got it? Oh, what is so oh, this? God. So I know the I know the song, but can you tell me what this is actually from? Go ahead, play it. <laughs> so you knew the line, obviously. We yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's from the Water Boy, right? Oh, okay. So that's what it's from. See, I just knew it from the song. There's a track. That's a track. Yeah. Questionable camera work. That Sean Lalo's uh, actually ca- doing the camera. Work. Oh, shout out Sean. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about beats. This is questioning you. That's hilarious. So, okay, so what, how was interviewing Kanye West? He was, him and A Track were on this fucking Adam Sandler tip. They were just fucking around, like saying these quotes oh. uh, from Waterboy. And you know what? That's why Kanye said, I'm about to, um, um, Bobby Boucher, I'm about to wild the fuck out. He was the first one to make a Waterboy reference. So, yeah. Um, what's his face? Uh, Bryson, T- Bryson Tiller, Tiller on yeah. Wild Thoughts. Yeah, yeah. You got that from Kanye. Like no one was Damn. quoting Adam Sandler. Here's here's the levels of it. We were he they kept doing that and I'm like, okay, they're fucking around. Mm-hmm. But then Happy Gilmore and, and um and uh Billy Madison are my two favorite movies. Right, right. Basically. Right. Yeah. Like of that genre. Yeah. Uh so I knew so I'm like, okay, there. I, I, I wasn't that up on Waterboy or Wedding Singer, yeah. and I was like, yo, and I, so I, I interjected their fuckery, yeah. and I was like, yo, you're actually the first guy to ever quote an Adam Sandler movie, and he's like, oh yeah, which one? And he didn't remember, and I'm like, from Jesus Walks. He's like, oh yeah, Jesus Walks. Yeah, we eat pieces of shit Could like you for breakfast. breakfast. Huh? So that's y'all eat pieces of shit. What's so, the basis? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So that's the scene where the guy comes up to Adam Sandler's character to Billy Madison. And uh, he's like, uh, whatever, you're you're a piece of shit. He's like, and he whispers in the ear, he's like, we eat pe- you know what? I eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he walks away and Billy Madison's like, you eat pieces of shit? <laughs> and he's like, uh, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. And he storms out. So that was the quote. That, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's, that's the as deep. That's the, so deep. Yeah, no, I love it. I it's love an affinity it. Affinity for Adam Sandler. Only those two movies, though. No, for real, for real. And you know who else is doing that? Actually, is uh, or not Adam Sandler? He did um, oh, uh, Wale, Wale, um, album about nothing. Uh, oh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I love that whole tip. 
that yeah. whole thing and how he's orchestrated that. I'm a big walleye fan. Big, big walleye fan. So I, so let's go back. So Hold yeah, on, hold on. I yo. just want to add a little thing on that one. On walleye? So, no, not on walleye, on mm. Kanye, on mm. the that quote. And when he was like, I was like, you're the first one to quote Adam Sandler. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, which one? And he didn't remember at first because he didn't write Jesus Walks. Rhymefest, Rhymefest wrote most of Jesus Walks. So, Ooh, and that plays into today with Kanye and Drake and the ghostwriting shit. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Oh, so and didn't, oh. and then I don't know if you guys saw Rhymefest and Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. were going at each mm-hmm. other on Twitter mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. And uh, Rhymefest was on tour with Jazzy Jeff, and he they would do this freestyle thing, and he he would be freestyling, and then he would go into. Jesus walks because it's his rhyme. Yeah, and he'd be like, "Somebody tell these, tell these who who the fuck rhyme fest is." Yeah, yeah. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, death, and yeah. he would he does the rap because it's his. Damn. And that was like to sh- to show people. Yeah. So was uh was Kanye just as crazy back in the day as he is now? I he was a super nice guy. Yeah. He was cool. I didn't know. I don't know him super duper personally. No, but. I mean, an interview is, is an interview. Still, you get to feel his energy for what he's about, right? I yeah, mean, he was super cool. Yeah. Super dope. Chill, super fun. Relax. He was a little bit drunk, which was hilarious. Fine. Perfect. He did a drop for our radio show. Do you know Nira Aurora on no. uh, on our radio show? She's know. a the morning person on okay. Virgin. Okay. So we asked. We were like, "Yo, can you do a drop? Whatever." And uh, it's Nira Aurora with the biz, and he's like, "I should just give you this clip. I have the clip." <laughs> uh, and he's like, "He's like, now it's time for the biz and near near." I was once near Aurora, Illinois. <laughs> Aurora, yeah, Illinois. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. once near Aurora, Illinois. It was really funny. Famous. Guys are not going to laugh at that? <laughs> See the whole Studio thing? audience? <laughs> Cue the... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so he was funny. Good he, stuff. Um, so uh, what... Uh, how, how did you get into the interviewing side? So for, I'm going to give, so the way we do this is I'll go, th- we'll have the podcast and I'll go back and I'll do an intro to actually do you a little bit of justice rather than a shitty one at the start. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we made that mistake early on. And uh, so to give a little bit of context, it's like you start rapping and hip hop and b-boying and DJing and there's like, so many dimensions and you know into hosting and into you know the events and then now into red bull and into the acting like there's a million fucking things that you do what was the start what was the one thing that went you because listen oh my god i'm gonna get blasted for this one but um i'm a listen you're a white guy i'm a white guy right right and so for me, like I've I've loved hip hop since the core, like since like as so I stole my my uh, sister's Dr. Dre tape when I was at uh, the Corona 2001 when I was like very young. Was your um, sister black? No, my sister was white, <laughs> and she got in hella shit for it, and that just set me on this trajectory. And then I got made fun of my whole life for for liking hip hop. Oh, for sure, until it became the mainstream. Listen, I'm, I'm listen. I'm not from Vancouver. I'm from the boonies. Like yeah, yeah. we, it's 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 like you know, lifted four by fours and and beer Sick. and dogs and shit. You know, and I, I just kind of went a different direction or whatever. Was there? I don't know what Vancouver was like in the '70s, '80s, and '90s, but was there kind of like a stigma around hip hop at all or not? Nah? Uh, you asked like a million questions. <laughs> I know one thing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Unpack it. So for first, what what got you into it was the one thing, and then was there a stigma around that one thing? What got me into everything 
was uh, rapping. Yeah. Rap music. For real. Or b- or like b-boying. B-boying, when b-boying was like really, really popular in like, eight, like in the mid-80s. Yeah. And I didn't even know what hip-hop was. I just saw the breakdancing on TV. Yeah. I did that. And then uh, I kind of knew a couple rap songs. And then a couple years later, I saw... Uh, then it was rapping. Yeah. And it was through the craziest thing. It was through uh, the show 2020. They had a show on Apartheid. Okay. And it featured artists for Apartheid. And one of them was a group called Stetsasonic. That's a hip-hop group. And they had a song called Africa. Yeah. It was like A-F-R-I-C, A-Angola, uh, Zimbabwe, da-da-da. Yeah. About the motherland. And I was watching with my dad. <laughs> it was like a Friday night. I'm like Crazy. Thir- I'm like 13. So I went up to my room and I wrote a rap about war. About war? Yeah. And that was your first rhyme? That was my first rhyme. So then after that, I, um, I had a, oh man, it's such a weird, yeah. Like it was weird. Like in my school, uh, in high school, if you listen to hip hop, you listen to rap music, you're like the minority for sure. Yeah, of um, course. Everyone was listening to fucking Tragically Hip and yeah. fucking rock, pop, stuff uh, like that. Mostly fucking Tragically Hip. <laughs> Uh, and I guess Nirvana a little later, but Nirvana's cool, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or skaters are listening to like dead Kennedys and dead milkmen and all this shit that I wasn't, didn't really like. And I was a skater for a second as well. Right. But my hip hop friends shunned me for skating. Oh. Anyway. Uh, fuck. How do I, <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> it wasn't popular. Yeah. So for you to tell me that I can, in, 2000 it still wasn't popular dude if i was i was doing like rap radio you were so deep in it that i was point. doing yeah like i here's the thing when you do like a uh when you do like a when i do a, a music trivia thing and it's the 90s if if it's anything like alternative or anything like that yeah. i know fucking nothing really because i didn't listen to anything except for rap yeah east coast underground hip-hop from like for fucking all the mid 90s so like alanis morissette and shit like i hated so you weren't you weren't messing with Pac and snoop out on the west coast dre all that like the 90s that's later that's later that's a little later but no we like some of my friends to this day are still like fucking Pac was whack and i'm like you guys are so dumb what he wasn't whack we were whack for thinking he was whack (laughs) it's just like they were the beats were too like r&b yeah, 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 and like East Coast rap and like rap music was anti R and B. Yeah, and like drum kits and hard and yeah, when yeah, I first, yeah. yeah, like Public Enemy and Public Enemy was like super smart. And they're talking about like issues and public reform and da 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 da. Yeah, yeah for and sure. Like, fucking KRS One was like called himself the, the teacher, mm-hmm. and so I was listening to all this like kind of like smart music. It made pop music seem really Conscious fucking dumb. Hip hop or whatever. Yeah, I mean it was the only hip hop. At the time. But I also listened to Two Live Crew as well, oh, yeah. which was the most raunchiest shit Damn. of all time. Wait, okay, so hold up. So what did people think? Wow, I'm so... What did they think of me? No, no, no. <laughs> relax, relax, relax. No, not not of you. I wanted to see what they were thinking about G-Funk at the time. G-Funk's later, though. For real? What? There's a, there's a clip, man. I hope you can fucking find it. It's Much Music. It's Red One on Much Music. And they're introducing... He's with Oliver. He's yeah. in the 90s. And they're introducing like the number four video is regulate Warren G and 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 Red goes like this. He's like, 
regulate. Like, what the fuck? And he yeah. makes like a super stank face. Like, Damn, what is this whack son. shit? What? What? And, yeah. Damn. And I, I remember when when Nothing But a G thing came out, all my, all the fucking Filipinos loved it. Because it and I was like, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? This shit is kind of lame. Kind of cornball. Yeah. And they were like, Snoop is the best. Snoop is the best. I'm like, I guess. Like, I don't know. I don't really like this. <laughs> Same with uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this shit is whack. Can you yeah. put Wu-Tang Clan on? Damn. Those are my Filipino friends again. <laughs> Damn. But now looking back, it's like, I was just like a, s- a snob. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So I don't know if that answered your question. but I don't know. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But to go back to when I did my first rap. Yeah. I performed that rap. Well, I I performed that rap for like the talent contest at Mosscrop in grade eight. No way. Acapella. Gangster. So I'm a white kid. It is hard. And I was short. I didn't grow. I was, I was like five, five until grade 10. Yeah. So in grade eight, I'm a shrimp, white yeah. guy. Yeah. White kid, like small kid, <laughs> almost like voice is still kind of high. Yeah. And I did this peace rap and Damn. I won. Oh, you won? And then from then on, I was known as the fucking rapper. Hell yes. And the following year in grade nine, I was on the environmental committee. Hell yes. And I wrote an environmental rap. And oh, we went, bro, we're peoples, man. We went to the par- steps of parliament. I did this fucking environmental rap. Are you sure you didn't grow up on Hornby? Hey, man. Holy. That's super wild. Wow. Okay. so I've th- been woke since time. <laughs> since birth. Since the eighth grade. Okay, anyway, okay, okay. So, I don't so know if that's interesting shit, but no, that's super interesting. So, so hold up. So you got inspired off of Africa. Like, what was it? Who did the first rap that you? That's the Sonic Africa uh, right. for apartheid. So right before Nelson Mandela was free. It's apartheid. It's yeah. a whole different. Fucking totally. Just time. Yeah, yeah. Hard for me to even comprehend. And so you got to confirm or deny this uh, rumor. I heard you're part of the Zulu Nation. I was I was honorary member like I was the put, African Bombata yeah put, put into it by a, a b boy named Bounce okay Africa I interviewed Africa Bambata in like fucking two thousand six or some shit okay he did a dope like two hour special he came to the radio station studios now hung out with him it was crazy dude had a crazy drop that he did he emailed me and that's when I was doing my rap group A M P mm-hmm. he emailed me and he was like. I like peace, you know. This Africa Bambata is a I like I like the the sounds of your music. I like chaos and uh, who the fuck else? Chaos and someone else. And now I like AMP. Uh, please send me some more music. Make sure it's clean. Whatever I what? want to play it. So I met him. And he knew who we were. He did this ill drop for us. Like, yo, this is Africa Bambata, the Amin Ra of the Universal Zulu Nation. Y'all better stop faking the funk on AMP Family. That's what I said. AMP Family. The Zulu Nation is behind our brothers. AMP Family. Oh man, my man Zach Santiago, Verbal Venom, Flip Out. You better recognize the real you sucker. So, <laughs> sucker. So I played that forever. Super whatever. This B boy named Bounce saw me at a B boy event at UBC. Yeah. I was DJing, and he's like, "Yo, I was told to give you this," and he gave me the the Zulu Nation pendant. He's like, yo, I was told to give you this. You still got it? I still have it. Fast forward to fucking now. African Bambata, motherfucking pedophile. Crazy. Delete everything about him. Yeah. Forever. Man. And that's about it. Um, African Bambata is deleted. That's so crazy, man. Doesn't matter what he what he's done. Just give the give the 
shit give it back. to someone else yeah give, give give the credit to just someone else just pick someone else and say they they did that they yeah. did that like damn that's so hard because you have such a you're attached to this like image and this personification of what this is and like Zulu and the stuff like the kids my age got up on it through like Kendrick stuff. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up. It's, and some Uh, of the old school dudes are still like, they still don't fucking get it. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. It, the thing, the thing about it is like, it's 40 year old men coming out now that they were abused when they were teenagers. Hmm. Like you don't come out when you're in your forties about sexual abuse for fucking f- for money or for whatever. Crazy. Like there, it's like taking them that long. They carried it their whole time, and and they got people around that were like enabling it, turning the blind eye. Like it's super fucked up. It's very fucked up and it's real. Not cool and real, right? Like yeah, because yeah. the supreme abuse of power. He's the leader of the Zulu Nation. So yeah. I've denounced the Zulu Nation. They tried to. Uh, Zulu Nation tried to cancel. Um, they they kicked Africa Bombada out. Yeah. But then I and I was like, okay, cool. I can still like rock with Zulu Nation. Then I found out that he made up the name Zulu Nation and shit. Like that's his thing. So I'm like, this is shit is just dead. For Damn. sure. Yeah. I see. I I I didn't. I wasn't even gonna bring that up. But I, like, I had to get your your take on it, man. Because it's like, <sighs> yeah, things are unexcusable, but it's. It's so iconic, and it's like that's such. Doesn't a, matter. Yeah, damn. it's bullshit. And I don't know why they uh, on that the that hip hop documentary that Shad hosted. I don't know why they put Africa Bambata in it. They yeah. gave him like a whole little, little segment. a whole little fucking segment, talking yeah. like recently, like yeah. maybe if you put old footage. But I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. Damn man, I can't believe. Yeah. I I, I dude I, if you, you can tell I, yeah. it it like. It's the same with the fucking R. Kelly shit. Like I'm a fucking same fan. Same with R. Kelly. I'm yeah. a I'm a I'm a like a disciple of Zulu Nation, and I'm a super fucking R. Kelly fan. Yeah. And you both can't. these fucking you can't losers do it. You can't do it. We're doing this shit the whole fucking time. Aaliyah, you can't. It's bullshit. You it can't. sucks. It fucking sucks. But do you think that's there's no but? <laughs> but <laughs> do you think this? Like joking there, but you can nah, nah. See, nah, you can't. You Edit. can't. So who's, Edit. who's, uh, <laughs> who's gonna be the, who's gonna be? And do you think this shit still exists? What exists? The even with the Me Too movement and all this stuff, and I don't fuck. I don't even mean to get political on this podcast, but it's like with the how it's just come to light. Is this still gonna go on? And if so, how? Like, is uh, what do we do? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is such the, an internal like right. conflict. Th- those two examples are are uh, an example of someone getting away with it forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if those kids came out in the '70s, nobody would have believed them. They'd be shunned. They'd be made fun of. Like, nothing would have happened. It took them like in their 40s to come out and say it because then people are gonna believe them. Like, why would you make that up? Same with the same with R. Kelly. It's like people coming out later. Now they're gonna believe him. And I was like, with the R. Kelly shit, I was like, oh, um, I kind of feel like you know, I was like a little bit like, ah, oh, it's kind of like they're trying to take a dude down. You know, it's like a black dude. They're trying, and then and then I saw the documentary, and they're like, it's black with girls. Yeah, yeah. that's why. Yeah, I'm like, okay, it has nothing to do with him. Yeah. And yeah. the same with same with fucking the other guy. The other guy's like. 
it's kids. Yeah. It's kids in both ways. It has nothing to do with trying to take a fucking famous person down. Oh, no. not even about them being black. It's about, it's mm. about kids. It's about. And then it is about the kids being black. Mm-hmm. It's not about them as grown fucking men. It's about the kids. So no one gives a fuck about black kids yeah. is the moral of the story. Yeah. Because of in both fucking situations, if it was if it was one fucking white girl, if he went to one fucking white school, if mm-hmm. R. Kelly went to one white school, done. That's it. Done. Yeah. If Bambada did that to one fucking like little white kid from like Connecticut, it would have been fucking done. But he did his fucking people that he knew he could do it to and whatever. It's fucked up. It's very deep. Super deep. There's an angle there though that uh, I want to explore a little bit. You so you're obviously super passionate about it, right? No, <laughs> we're from fucking relax. Apartheid. To fucking this is what I'm shit. saying. I don't give a shit. Listen, the script. There's no script, right? So it's like you're in this position where these things come out. You're obviously a huge patron of the whole thing, and obviously a huge patron of the community, the culture, the, the, the sport, everything about it, you're that, that is you. And then, but at the same time, you're coming from a completely different perspective, right? Where it's kind of like, you know, does someone, could someone ever come up to you and be like, yo, flip, like, why are you mad about it? It's not you. It's not your people. Da, 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 da. You ever have that? No, no, no. People are just like, yeah, word. That's my guy. Well, I don't know. It's no, <laughs> I don't know why anyone, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I've had the opposite. I've had, I don't know. Yeah. I've I've I literally had the opposite. I had people come up to me and and say nice things. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah, well genuine genuine wins in the end. Genuine wins in the end. I think like, you know, truth hopefully hopefully wins in the end and in these cases it is winning in the end. Yeah. I I say I say crazy shit like I'll go into the the gap. I'll be in the gap like doing Christmas shopping. Not for myself. And like, <laughs> it's okay, it'd be bro. Like the, it'd be like the kids' gap, and you see all the f- things. And I'm like, you know what? They shouldn't have one fucking white kid up here. Yeah. They, you've had your turn. Just have all fucking, like, have all fucking different nationalities. Yeah. yeah. Have, maybe have one white girl. Kind Just of, yeah. a little blonde kids. Yeah. Sorry, no offense, but like all the blonde, <laughs> yeah, all, it, you, all the blonde kids. Cool. You've had your fucking it's run. Cool. Yeah. Like you've had your run. Yeah. Like sit just on, change sit on the everything. For a bit. Who's gonna get mad? Yeah, nobody. The white people. The white people. Yeah, fuck. They're gonna get mad. Oh, yeah. why? Why am I? Well, no, I can't relate. Well, how yeah. the fuck do you think these motherfuckers felt yeah. for fucking and ever for four hundred years? Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden it's an all lives matter thing. Stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to, you know, yeah. uh, no political opinion. <clears throat> yada, yada, yada. Um, so <laughs> yeah, let's let's get back to being genuine, man. I got I had a question about. Um, uh, is it possible to? Um, I'm just gonna change gears completely here. Is it possible sure. to have two turntables on your neck and play them like a guitar? Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> like like this? Yeah, like that. Like this? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I've seen it. Have you done it? I haven't fucking done it. No. Who's done it? Uh, <laughs> uh, mm, I don't know. I can't remember at the <laughs> present right, moment. Don't worry moment about right it right now. But. Um, Tone Loke in the Wild Thing video, the his DJ his DJ's name was M Walk yeah. had a guitar had a a turntable hooked up like it was a guitar, guitar yeah. he was going yeah which wasn't real but uh, when I saw that as a kid that lured me into yeah. hip hop yeah 
Totally. That's actually one of my answers when people ask me how I got into hip hop. It's yeah. that video and the thing. Yeah. Fast forward to a couple of years ago, and um, a buddy of mine, uh, a guy I know, Vec, DJ Vect, super celebrated battle DJ, like super dope. Sweet. Canadian guy. He did it at the Goldie Awards at, at A-Tracks uh, DJ Awards Sweet. thing. Yeah. He did it two years ago. He hooked up a turntable to play like a guitar. No way. So he was like... What? How does that work? Uh, yeah, you got to uh, see it. Okay. Vect. All right. V-E-K-K-E-D. Nice. Super gangster. Goldie Awards. Yeah. Did, uh, on the same tip, man, did you ever... um? Let uh, Prez know about that time when you beat him in a rap battle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can he you knows. tell me? Can you can you can you shed a little light on that story? There's since, a blog. There's a I'm blog a... where we both we both uh, talk about it. <laughs> I didn't find that one. Yeah, didn't find that one. So you were a battle rapper back in the day. I well, I had the battle. You just had the battle. See, that's so different than today. That's so so different than today. You could, I mean, people could people battle now. Yeah, yeah, King of the Dot and stuff like that is fire, nonetheless. Yeah, there's but, actually a whole league, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the other one in California? Shit. Um, California. Yeah, there's one on the whole West Coast. Oh come on, Joss. Whatever. King of the Dot's amazing. Uh, yeah. Organ. Shout out to Organic. All that all over there, whatever. But so, how did you? See, rhyming was different. Now we just, you know, mumble rap and we work. We we worry about melodies still and shit. People what are you still. Yeah, about? I know, bro. But come on, come on, what the pop music? Like the because the forefront. Hear me out. The forefront of hip hop now is kind of like the, is pop, right? Hip hop is pop now. I don't know. It is statistically. I mean, there was pop before. Hip hop was pop before. MC Hammer, but that was cornball. No, you t- go go tell that to MC Hammer. God, open. He wasn't. Either. He's a fucking Bay Area legend. Damn, this is crazy. It's a change in perspective, but yeah, for sure. Okay, so so okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So Kid and Play, Kid and Play was pop. Kid and Play had movies. Kid and Play had a cartoon. Damn, but they were dope. But I, I know see, what you're saying. I don't see you, you picking me apart. I like it. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, uh, kids don't have to battle rap today. There's, they fucking they yeah. could if they but want. But they don't have to. It's like it, like you had, like Snoop had to go battle Pac. He did? Yeah, he had a rap battle with him. Well, I mean, if you're friends with someone, you probably like battle Yeah, for fun. Was it always for fun? With that you, one with was you? fucking serious. No, yeah. that shit was serious. Damn. And we used to B-boy battle, and there used to be fights and shit in B-boy battles for sure. Damn. See, battling to me is just like such, it's such a keynote like part of the culture and it just it doesn't your fucking dudes just like going at it do with their energy yeah yeah you have, <laughs> you have too much fucking testosterone and you just got to get it out somehow that's that's the best man that's the best i'm surprised they don't have you on a king of the dot host or some shit like that i i, I was a guest judge in vancouver once. oh no way yeah hell yeah who was battling uh aspire okay aspire killed oh it was the one no aspire was there and it was um it was when um Thesaurus, Thesaurus battled uh, Manic. Mm. Damn, Thesaurus can spit. Thesaurus or um, um, uh, I don't know the short guy, his partner, <laughs> Ilmac. Il- Il- I don't know. There was a lot of battle rappers, or whatever. It's cool though. How anyway. does how does battle rapping compare to uh, DJ battles? Is that is that one and the same at all? Like I know you're not going head to head most of the time, but. Uh, maybe like the battle rap league, yeah, like the acapella shit, yeah, is probably kind of like the DMCs, mm-hmm. where it's just 
and they put disses in the DMCs. They they diss. Yeah. But the the Rebel Music Three style is different. That would be like a, a fucking. That would be like a a talent show. It'd be like performing your yeah. song. Yeah. It yeah. would be like. It's kind of different. It's a little bit different, but yeah. people still diss in the Rebel. Uh, in the three style, how do you diss and how, like? I know uh, Floetic, our guy, you know, had a had a couple nice little, yeah. I don't even know little samples or whatever that would throw shots or whatever. Did you guys? So you just came back to give a little bit of context here. You just came back from Taipei, Taiwan, like I don't know, twelve hours ago <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, you know, a couple days ago. Yeah. And uh, so did did these guys throw shots at themselves, shots at the other competitors on the world stage? Uh, yeah, yeah. Anything, anything super notable or? Uh, there was. <laughs> There was uh, the homie from Italy, Doc Trash, from Italia. <laughs> Doc Trash, he plays like a very different type of fucking music. Like, he wasn't playing hip-hop a lot. He, he was playing like, he was playing like this club music that was very different. Like EDM or like... Yeah, like EDM, yeah. but not, not stuff that you would necessarily know. He's just doing him. Yeah, okay. But he won Italy. Like, he won... Totally. He won, and he's super dope. He just... He was, plays this very kind of specific type of music. So he did his whole set. It's 15 minutes. And he got to like the 12-minute mark. And he's like, he has a like, kind of breakdown. And he has a sample from Back to the Future, mm-hmm. I think it is. And he's like, um, they didn't they didn't know what what was, they didn't know what it was yet. It was a, it was ahead of their time. It's when Marty McFly plays mm-hmm. the guitar. Yeah. And they don't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. It was that quote. Yeah. And then he's like... Uh, and he's like, I have a, and uh, I have, and then he has another little thing. He's like, I have a, an announcement for all the other competitors. And then his song comes on. It's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Oh yeah, I, think I saw a snap of that. And he's doing that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, at the U.S. Finals in Philly, um, Jay Espinosa, who went on to win the world, actually, uh, Jay Espinosa dissed his friend Chris Via. By taking an interview, like similar to me talking now, and twisted the words that Chris was saying to talk about himself in a negative way. So I was like, hey, my name is Chris Villa, and I'm a shitty DJ, and I have no taste in music, (laughs) uh, shitty selection. But he was saying, he took it out of context. It was quite brilliant. Yeah. No, I like it, man. So, yo, let's talk Red Bull, because that's freaking crazy, and it started here in Vancouver. It did. That's wild, because it's a phenomenon now. Yeah, it's the ninth year. That it's global. It's huge. I just saw the setup in Taipei. Oh, yo, what was that one huge inflatable thing? I gotta ask you about that before I forget about it. It was like chilling in the garden or something like that. It was like a cartoon character. That was cause. It was a cause. Oh, a cause thing. Yeah. It was a cause. Fucking crazy uh, installation. Was that? Was that? It was full? all over the city. That no. was one. There was huge. What? Pause, motherfucker. Bree, pull that up. Pull that up. We gotta see that. And then there was. Uh, I don't know how you're gonna find it, but you gotta f- figure it out. <laughs> not, just look up Taipei cause. Yeah. Taipei City. Yeah. K A W S. That was so cool. It was like uh serendipitous. Yeah, super gangster. But that it happened at the same time. But oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I thought that was a Red Bull thing. I thought no, that was like I thought they did that out. And I was like, that's cool. Super cool. But nonetheless, started in Vancouver. Yeah. You've had involvement with it since inception. Yeah. I was literally at the first one. Please tell the story. How did this how did this happen? It was a promotion for a nightclub. It's like, hey, uh, I got an idea. Kenny Mack, he worked at Red Bull. Shout out Kenny Mack. And he's like, uh, I got a 
cool idea. Let's do a DJ contest. It was like right when Serato started, so it was like computers. Oh, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but... There it is. There it is. That's in the square, but there's other ones as well around the city. Look how big that is. It's so big. That's just ridiculous. Uh, Are you a shoe guy at all? Yeah. The Jordan 4s? The uh, cause? Uh, the gray? Yeah. No? Yeah, yeah. So, man, I don't have them, but... kind of over Jordans now. Ooh. It's been a long time. Oh. It's been a long time. That's like saying you don't believe in, you know... Well... You know... Are you an Adidas guy now? Like, can we talk about this? God damn. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh. I don't know if this is something you don't... This is like religion. Are you, are you Christian? I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, neither here nor there. Uh, right? Yeah. Um, I think Jordans are kind of all the way played out. For real. I mean, they came out in fucking 1988. Like, give it a rest. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many colorways? Like, I I went from being I went from being too poor to yeah. own a real pair yeah. to trying to own all of them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, to like shout okay. out dipped. Yeah, exactly. And livestock actually. Yeah. To like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. I I'm over it. So what are you rocking now? Yeezys. Damn. Damn, son. That's crazy. What are supposed to do? I don't know. Ye- Ultra Boost, they're so comfortable. Totally. Wow. You just usually, Wave Runners. If you hear... the Move ones right now. If you, <laughs> if you hear someone was a Jordan head in the 90s, they're usually still a Jordan head. I don't wear fucking fitted caps anymore either and Good baggy point. pants. Although you did in that Kanye interview. That Which, was... It was sweet. Fucking... 10 years ago 11 more. years ago and i was also wearing a double xl hoodie like Hell an yes. idiot we got a double xl for if you want it no i was swimming that shit and i was wearing like size fucking 38 pants yeah okay sorry i cut you off kenny mac oh yeah kenny mac first one ever let's do a dj contest at a club night the club night was my residency oh. so they're like okay phil you enter i'm like yeah sure so i entered i got second yeah person that won is matt the alien yeah who's amazing yeah, he's still around legendary yeah for sure and then and then the next year kenny's like okay i want to do this in a, a bunch of other markets it's a good idea so he does it in, like in the interior another one in vancouver the one in vancouver the second one ever that wasn't global uh u-turn was in it who is part of oliver uh paul devro was in it uh Je- jeremiah jeremiah who made first course records like all these mother Marvel was in it, Seca was in it, Headspin won. I hosted it. Yeah, I'm actually mad that you hosted it. You should have went for you should have went for the title. No, no, no. Oh, I, I just I hosted it. Headspin won, and then the next year they did um, nationals. Yeah. Or they did uh, they did one national. So Red Bull was behind you from the jump. It was Kenny Mac worked for Red Bull. Right. So it was a a, a thing. That he got them to get behind. He, okay. they, I think they that he got money for to put on. Got it, got it. Hope. But it went national. Yeah. And that's when uh, this guy named, um, oh my God, what the fuck is his name? Oh God, <laughs> this one, this guy won at the national finals, and the the Vancouver regional, whatever. P Love won, my buddy, and yeah. I hosted that Vancouver regional. The next year, when I was hosting it, it was at the Commodore, and I'm like, yo, this is so dope. I want to fucking enter this. I want to play at the Commodore. Yeah. So the next year, I entered. Yeah. That was 2010. Yeah. And I won Vancouver. Yes. 
and that was the first year that it was global. So I went to Toronto for the for the Canadian Nationals. Yeah, uh, didn't place. That's when Drastic from Thugly won the Canadian Nationals, and then there was a a global. There was a a world final in Paris, first one ever. First one, 2010 yeah. Paris. Twelve DJs, one night. Damn. It went from like son. fucking seven until five. Shit. It was the stupidest Set idea up. of all yeah. time. So Alex Notal from Paris won. Following year. 2012. 2011. 11. Uh, the world finals are going to be in Vancouver. Yeah. Kenny Mack. Uh, Quarterbacks it. And, yeah. He's yeah. like, okay, it's going to be in Vancouver. So they're like, okay, you enter. They tell me, like, you enter the, the Vancouver one again. I'm like, no. Like, oh. why? And I'm like, because Headspin's entering. He's going to win everything. I don't give a shit. That would, and they're like, oh. no, enter. I'm like, no, I don't want to. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay, how about this? I'll enter if you let me be the host of the world finals. And they're like, fuck. I, okay, you'll, we'll put your name in the hat. I'm like, okay. Oh. So I entered. I got second to Headspin. Uh, Headspin went on. And then I hosted the world finals. Then Headspin won that year. Yeah, of course he did. And then the following year, and then that year, the, the event was so successful that they gave Kenny a f- crazy promotion. They gave put him in another whole other fucking thing, whole other yeah. tax bracket. Yeah. He was like in some sales, some national position. Yeah. But he wasn't doing the red he wasn't doing the three style Uh-oh. because he wasn't a culture manager or whatever. Yeah. So they gave it to someone else in the company. It was in Chicago that year. I wasn't involved in it at all. It was in Chicago. Four Colors Act won. Mm-hmm. Dope four color Zach. Uh, that's 2012, and then and then the following year, like Kenny quit Red Bull. Damn. He quit, and then he was like, then I don't know exactly how it happened, but he was like, Let, they were like, okay, how about if you contract this event? So now from that day, he doesn't work for Red Bull. Red Bull contracts right. him to put on this event. Sweet. So the following year, the World Finals were in Toronto, yeah, and I hosted that, yeah. And then the next year, the World Finals were in Baku, Azerbaijan, and I hosted that. And that's when. So crazy. And then the following year was in Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. I hosted that. Yeah. Chile, yeah. Santiago, Chile. I was there. Poland, uh, uh, Krakow, Poland. Fucking and then crazy. this year was Taipei, Taiwan. So crazy. That's the story. Kind, yeah, I guess. So. And it's midnight. <laughs> See ya. Um. Yeah, you you met uh, who won J- uh, Japan? What was his name in Japan? Yeah, who won from Japan from or Japan. who That's won in about. Japan? Who both? I'm thinking of the guy from Japan who was there in Taipei. I'll just tell you everybody. 2010, Alex Notal. Yeah, Fran- Paris, France. Yeah. 2011, Headspin in Vancouver from yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. 2013, Four Color Zach from America in America. Yeah. 2000, three uh, hometown kids. Yeah. yeah. Three, 2014. Uh, SK83 from Germany in Baku. Yeah. 2015, Shintaro. No, I fucking forgot uh, Toronto. 2013, Shintaro from Japan in Toronto. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 2014, SK83 from Germany in Baku. And then the following year was Tokyo. Yeah. And Byte from Chile won in Tokyo. Yeah. And then in Chile... Puffy won. Yeah. And then in Poland, Damianito won. And then this year in Taipei, Taiwan, Jay Espinosa. Yeah. Jay area. 
And that, my friend, is why you're the host of the motherfucking event. <laughs> it's because you got your history down. <laughs> I mean... So how were you in school? Because you, you got so many factoids. I don't even understand. You're an encyclopedia, man. Like, you came out the womb with records. How did, like... I don't know. Were you a good student? Uh, I was, yeah, I was on... I had... I was on the honor roll stuff. In high school? In high school. No college? No. Hell no. I stopped going to... I stopped paying attention to school when I started dancing. I would... I would uh, skip out of school, but mm-hmm. stay on the schoolyard, like stay in the gym, and, on, and they had wrestling mats on the gym, and I would practice flips B-boy. and shit. Yeah. So I would be playing hooky on school grounds. Can you still do a backflip? A standing backflip? Uh, not right away, but maybe like a round-off backflip. Uh, you still, get can you amped. still do a handstand? Yeah, probably, but not very well. That's right. We'll test you. <laughs> I can do a windmill for a party trick Hello. at weddings. Nice. I'll, I'll embarrass myself first, then we'll get you. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> Especially at following Carmel. So Carmel, actually, the next week we actually had an, uh, an old friend, <laughs> an old friend uh, Phil, come on the on the yeah. podcast, and uh, he wanted to show you up. And here's what happened. Insert clip here. <laughs> she already knows. I already sent her like a, a while ago. I sent her DMs of me trying to do handstands and like at so the end funny. of the night in a club. Ah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yo, okay, Shintaro. Um, yeah, you guys are close. Yeah, he's cool. He's, he's a cool guy. He's my buddy. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. What do you want to know about Shintaro? Well, I just think it's really, I think it's just really odd that, you know, I mean, I guess it's a guy thing. I just think it's odd that a hotel would hold on to <laughs> nudie mags. <laughs> I just think that's weird for a whole year. All right. Okay. So what context are you going to put this in? <laughs> no, I just want to know, you know, why, you number one, you know, you weren't into them, you know, and didn't take them, you know. They're weird, first of all. It's like, <laughs> they're weird. So he... So what's the backstory? He, uh, on the tour this year, Shintaro was on the the Asian dates. So we, the the Japan final was in Fukuoka, Japan. Sure. And uh, so we were roommates. We were in the same hotel room. But he was like, it's his home country. So, and he, he actually came here. And I... I I took him to a bunch of spots yeah. and everything. He loves Vancouver. He wants to, he wants to move here. Um, so we were roommates in the hotel room, and uh, I was sleeping because I'm always trying to sleep. Of course. And he came in, and uh, with a bag of shit, and he was like, "I got you some I, like as a ho- like a, as being a host. Like I want to be a host." So he had like this energy drink, not not Red Bull even. It was like this other super one. Like nothing had English on it. This little jar. He had some goodies, and then he had two like nudie magazines, for lack of a, a better word. Like yeah. they weren't super raunchy, just like naked women yeah, magazines, yeah. and they were like girls on the street magazines. Like this is like this is her walking. This is she's a school teacher and whatever. So and I'm cracking up. I'm like, okay, thanks for your hospitality. So somehow we and then we went to Tokyo for a few days after the final. So somehow I took them with me. Yeah, obviously. To Tokyo. And then, no, how did I get to... They were in my bag. They stayed in my bag. And they they ended up being in Taipei for the the Taiwan finals, which is like November 30th. Right. Like in November. So when did he give them to you? He gave them in in Japan, like the week before. Oh, a week before? Yeah. So I kept them with me for some reason. Reason. Who knows? I don't know. They were were in my bag, maybe for shits and giggles. I get it. Good party joke. Anyway, hey, check these out. Anyways, who yeah. knows? 
I kept the other shit too. You so, know, I kept everything. Well, of course, but that's not funny. So I'm <laughs> so I'm in the Taipei. I'm in Taipei, yeah. and then uh, I'm going home. Yeah. And after the tour is done, the world tour is done. I'm like, I'm not bringing these home. Yeah. I just leave them there. Yeah, you don't want to have that with conversation. a pile of other shit. You don't want to have that conversation in customs. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. That's another actual story where people try to sabotage people by putting like huge dildos in other people's bags and oh shit and you can't see them and then you get them and they they tie it to like a like a, something metal like a can of red bull or so something it'll go off so or... it will go off oh. they're like oh can you see can we see what's in your bag sir they have to pull out this huge Dick. dildo it's happened yeah it's awesome you just gotta own it you're like yeah that's mine fuck it yeah of course maybe yeah. it is yours uh mine <laughs> uh so so, you did so i left them yeah and then, and then I came back for the a world finals later? week. A, it's a year. It right? wasn't a year later. It was no. like two months later. Oh, but I'm checking in, and they're like, "Oh, Mr. Cabrita, we have uh, something lost and found." I'm like, "What? What is it?" They're like, "A book." I'm like, hmm, "A book." Huh. And uh, and I'm like, "Oh, maybe it's this book I got from the homie in Whoa. in Korea, sure. South Korea. He gave me a, like a huge book, and I left it there. Sorry, dude. It was like fucking this big." And uh, and then they're like, I'm I'm like maybe oh like a big book, and the guy was kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but he knew what the fuck it was. Uh, and and I was like, oh, I don't know what it is. And then I cl- it clicked in. I was like, no fucking way. Did he hand it to you? Or just did he just leave it in the room? They said we'll have them bring it to you. It's in the lost and found. So I go up to my room. I'm in there all day, like whatever. A knock comes on the door, and I'm like not dressed because I was like having a bath or something or was about to have a bath like it's such yeah. incredible timing i was not dressed yeah i just go to the door i go do one of these like yeah. hi and they sent a woman up of course they with did. the magazine and in her way she's like mr Cabrita, here's here you go here's a loss of found i'm like hiding behind the door oh, like, God. thank you i like thanks like yeah this and she was trying not to laugh of course yeah that's the story good times it was good times and i was like this is great you must have a lot of trinkets from uh, around the world or no 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 i don't get anything for anyone (laughs) i buy records that's it that's it honestly i mean come on you've you've toured across the world with red bull and and other events and stuff like that you must have just a shit ton of stuff no records just records? Just records. What God. would you do if you... If, would you get trinkets everywhere? Fuck no. I hate that stuff. Would you? Like, no. what would you do? Like, it's overwhelming, kind of. And no. like, what do you do? You get... I'm going to get a patch from every country and put yeah. it on my knapsack. It's kind of... Or I'm going to get a... Yeah. Like, I'm going to get one fridge magnet. And then you got to... Just like... Yeah. Then no you cool move. fridge magnets. Yeah. And you can get all that shit at the airport, which is not... Which is just like... Not very like I know heartwarming, yeah. Felt not whatever, very authentic, authentic, yeah. Kind of. So I buy records. Yeah. Do you have me? Do you make a point of going to a record store every time you're it's in a the specific priority. country? Yeah. It's the priority. What do you look for if you're in Kazakhstan or some shit like that, and you're trying to Just find? Try to go to a used record store. And what are to you find looking for? Like how looking do you... for anything? What's your method on going through crates, man? What do you like? You, you've heard so much stuff. No you've seen all this stuff before, a lot of it. Like, I know there's always new stuff, but like, I don't know. I uh, look for, like, well, when I went to Brazil, I went to a record store in Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. I went to a record store. I got there at like 11 30 or 12. 
and I was there till they closed, which was like seven. And I had coffee. That's it. That I got there with. Spent all day there. Went through like stacks and stacks of records. Listened to them. But Brazil's different because Brazil is like, there's stuff that's they release. They release so much music in the 70s and 80s and shit. Yeah. And none of it, and a lot of it is not on the internet. It hasn't been found. Yeah. So I found a bunch of shit. It was awesome. Damn. And it's cheap as fuck. Yeah, of course. And I'm just it's listening to all types of stuff, like just damn. looking for stuff. That's, damn, I guess that's part of the love. Like, I mean, how do you, do you still usually DJ on 45s or? I try to. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually like a specific kind of night. Do you still show up with a crate? <laughs> I if I yeah I really that's super badass. Not like to a fucking a night like not yeah. to port side on a yeah. Friday. Yeah, I play with my computer obviously not to, on the fucking radio. Yeah, of course not. Although I have sickle mode on seven inch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's gangster. I he, love it. He put it out. Yeah, on his website. I mean they're back. Like they're back now. I guess for sure. Look, man. Everything comes back and goes away and comes back. Yeah. Set take fl- it, take it from flip me. Out and flip out still here. Yeah. yeah. You just ride the wave and you end up being the wave. Quite literally. Yeah. Quite. Or being ahead of the wave, whatever the fuck. Like. So I made a fool of myself earlier. I want to get your take on what you think the whole, how hip hop and music has changed and shifted, you know, in the last three, four years. Cause it's changed dramatically from what? Well, okay, I'm born in 96, so I came up, I got in with Dre, and then it was 50 and Snoop, and and then all of a sudden I got into old school records, which came from Pac and and stuff like that, and and Wu-Tang, and then that's what hip-hop was, and then I heard all this stuff, like the the Nellies, and the, you know, when P. Diddy was doing his thing. Ja Rule. Ja Rule, and all that stuff, and then I heard hip-hop go this really weird kind of direction and i wasn't with it it was r&b kind of you could almost draw similars drawing going in cycles and then what like what what songs ja rule and nelly like hot in here oh that was when it got weird for me yeah or like uh back when like ashanti was on everything like ashanti's great but like like always on time and stuff like that i was just like kind of like what you know like it's the same thing with you thinking about you were like eight though dude i love this shit for sure and i was i thought i was like like what's love yeah 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 and i was like this is like no i don't know i I was the same thing i was just like man i want rap like i wanted like 50 cent power of a dollar that's what i wanted i wanted like that hard shit for some reason well 50 cent get rich or die trying is yeah classic is a soup that was like every single song every single like many men like that's on my gym playlist today yeah you know like that's that's some of the hardest shit so when did it get weird it got weird with jaw rule with nelly when p diddy did that whole like i just didn't like the smooth like he had the back when he would used to talk on biggie records and it was almost like a mafia type thing he was like you know but then he started going in a different direction he was just kind of like playboy in the background and i was like I mean, what the fuck is that? I, I just did, I but don't that know. was a long that, that was a long time ago yeah that was a long time ago but then it kind of went back and then we got in my mind this is just i'm just bringing you through my timeline you had um j cole and kendrick and mac rest in peace come through on the double xl covers and stuff like that and then i was like oh real rhymers are back like lyrics can be back wale stuff like that i was like oh and, and then i had this new resurgence right. and now it's just kind of gone a direction that i just personally don't have a huge taste for i want to know what you think about it 
So did you like Wale when he first came out? Yeah, I did. So you like Kid Cudi, Wale, who that era? The sound of yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kid Cudi, yeah, Wale. Like, I love the whole DC, the go-go vibe, Gold Link today, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, hell yes, that was it. Because that was 08, I think. 08, that, 07. Oh, yeah. Who else was on that cover? Mickey know. Fax. Yeah. Uh, Trey the Truth. Shit. Bree, bring, please bring that up. Please bring up the the first or some of the first XXL covers, because that's... That's some, we'll nerd out for a sec. But anyways, it moved. It changed. Again, of course it's going to change, right? And, you know, I just want to get your thoughts on what you think the sound is now. Now? Yeah. 2019. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> what do you like? Today? Yeah. Um, What do I like? A lot of the... I like the maturing of the guys that were in that era, and I still... You don't like 21 Savage's new album? No, I'm not with any of that. You honestly... Have you listened to it? Yeah, I listened to that. Have you that. listened to Meek Mill's album? I fuck with Meek Mill, for sure. But have you listened to these albums? Yes, Meek Mill's for sure. I'll, I'll go. I'll, so I'll give the whole thing, like, like Travis Scott got me on the fourth listen, like Sicko, the whole thing, I just was kind of like... Uh, Astroworld. Astroworld, yeah, sorry, Astroworld. Oh, is this it? Oh, my God. Who are these fucking people? What? Young Jock. No, 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 no. This looks like... This is like Chameleon Air. Chameleon Air. Rich Boy. Papoose. uh, Joel Ortiz. Crooked Eye. Well, they became a super group. Well, they did. Is that Twista up there? No. What? Is that Memphis Bleak? This is weird. Papoose. Who's that bottom right? That's oh, Papoose. Shit. Who the fuck is that guy then? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Oh, that's Boozy. Oh, Boozy. Yeah, that's little Boozy. Is that Memphis Bleak up there in the Cincinnati hat? No, no, no. That's Chameleonaire. Joel Ortiz. Crooked Eye. Crooked Eye. I don't know. Who's the guy in the... Is that Young Jock in the glasses? Must be. That's Young Jock. Yeah, Rich Boy. Rich Uh, Boy's dope. Rich Boy has some shit. With Kerry Hilson back in the day. uh, Pull of the Dawn. Yes. Rich Boy had a song... uh, Huh? This is the first year? The freshman cover? Okay, okay. So now throw up up the 2010 freshman cover. Because I think a lot of these guys have a big legacy. 2010. Yo, I'm a, I'll never do this, but I'm going to pull up what I'm actually listening to right now. Macklemore was on a thing. 2011 was the best year. 2011? Wale, Gold Link, Joey Crooks, jo- uh, Joy Crooks, uh, Ty, Dave B, Melina Gray, Devin the Dude. Devin the Dude? Yeah, it's old school. Big Crit. Big Crit. For sure, Rick Ross. Hello, Rick Ross. This year is the mega year. T Grizzly, Boogie, Tori, Cole, James Blake, YG, stuff like that. James Blake? Yeah, I know. Sorry. James Blake? James Blake. I love James Blake. Like the singer? Yes. The UK guy? Yes. Guy did a cover of Case of You? Yes. and uh, Best cover of all time? Oh. 
You just, oh. <laughs> guy who guy whose song I first heard of Chance the Rapper on? No way. The remix of Round Here? Yeah. Uh, what What do you think? Uh, did you listen to the new, the new uh, I forget what it's called. Um, new James just, Blake? No, yeah, New James Blake. No, I haven't. Oh, my God. The fuck happened in those yeah. screen? Yeah, sorry, Bri. I went on a... I went on a tangent. No, I didn't even. I was just ignoring this. Okay. Is that Soldier Boy? Oh, that's. Oh. Is that Lil B? It's Lil y- B. Yellow Wolf. Freddie. Mac. What is that? The Alchemist? Hell? Kendrick. Crit. No, this is not. This is trash. Kevin Wong this is the best of all time. Anyway. Throw it, Kate. It's fine. YG. Oh, yeah. YG. Anyways. Um. Yeah. Why is it got to be bad and then good? And then why is everything got to be bad? Why are people always saying like if shit was bad or whatever? You know what, man? You're right. At the end of the day, you're right. I just, why? I don't know. I don't know. I just feel 21 like. 21 Savage album is fucking dope. Damn, son. And I don't even like, and I'm just listening to shit that's out there like that's promote, heavily promoted. Like I, I'm not even going to pretend that I'm trying to listen to. Some, everything that comes everything out everything that's coming out you know like uh yeah so okay but just as a guy that likes the what do you think of cole cole's dope what do you think of kendrick kendrick's like a fucking goat dope who's better kendrick or cole yeah uh and why uh Ken, uh kendrick is like way more um what's it called like uh he puts he he puts more not more thought hold on uh kendrick is i don't know he's just uh he adds a little more to it yeah he adds more layers than j cole does cole does cole's j cole just has the has some like ideas and and puts him down. Puts him down. Kendrick yeah. has a whole, a whole, like a uh, whole rollout. Yeah, like every song is a, a huge rollout masterpiece. Yeah, and he puts a lot of thought into everything. And mm-hmm. if you ever, if you, uh, I I heard uh heard or read an interview with Kendrick where he talked about how he was signed like so long ago, mm-hmm. and his label wanted him to make a song like uh, Smiles and South Star or some shit like that. I don't know if you remember that song. I don't. You should look up that fucking song if you want to see corny shit. Okay. Smiles and South Star and uh, his label wanted like do a song like that and he didn't want to. So, so he... Hold on. Is this TDE or Interscope? Aftermath? Uh, probably Interscope. Probably bef- before TDE. Come on, Jimmy. Or some shit like that. So he kind of quit rapping. He took like and took the back seat, and then when he came out again, when he had an opportunity to come out again, he just did exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah, with Top Dog and did Section Eighty. Section Eighty is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's crazy. Yeah, Ronald Reagan era is like Reagan Mortis. Reagan Mortis. That's one of my favorite tracks of all time. Um, High Power, Blow My High, I'm Soul back then. Yeah, I used to think that ADHD was the best song of all time. I still think ADHD is the best song of all time. It's literally one of the best songs of all time. Yeah. It's still like, yeah. oh man, I don't even know if iTunes still does this, but iTunes used to like count your plays and I used to have yeah. it organized by plays. ADHD would have like yeah. literally 300 fucking spins. No lie. No exaggeration. 300. I Dope. love that song. See? Um, and then, so Great. hold up, hold up, hold up. So um, that was amazing. And then, did, uh, what was the, one, was the one before that? What was the one before that? By Kendrick? Had, yeah, by Kendrick. Uh, Grow Closer was on it. Um 
elevators? No. Elevated. Or cereal? Cartoon cereal? That was something else. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> what do you think of Mac's new album? I'm nerding the fuck out right now. Uh, I didn't listen to it fully, but I, it's Swimming. really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah. sad. That's super, super tragic. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Because glor- Wayne birthed the culture. The, the scissor culture. No? No, he didn't. Who did? DJ Screw. Thanks, Kev. From Houston. From fucking like a long time ago. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. You know, you ever bought a, like a screwed, chopped and screwed CD? Oh, for sure. CD? Yeah, UGK. And stuff. That's yeah. named after DJ Screw, an actual guy, DJ. Oh, okay. He used to record his sets, Yeah. record his mixtape on like a fucking four track mm-hmm. machine, whatever. And then uh, how the fuck would he do it? And then he would record it at a higher speed. Yeah. And then he'd re and then he'd retransfer it at the normal speed, but it would be slowed down, so it was or screwed. some shit like that. Yeah. yeah, and he would do like DJ tricks, like Crazy. Tr- tr- and he would slow it down like super. And that's because when you're drinking lean, everything seems slow already. But when you actually put it slow, it's like the trippiest. I've never done lean. It's like the trippiest fucking things. Like yeah, I didn't know that. It's fucking. Look up DJ Screw. Sweet. And he died from fucking an overdose. Oh, so. damn. So uh, Houston, Texas? Or, Houston. Yeah, Houston. Pretty sure it was Houston. Super crazy. And then so that gave birth to Wayne. Or like that culture or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying to trace it. Uh, UGK. UGK? Yeah. You were on that shit? Fuck yeah. What? Fucking sipping on some scissor. Sip, sipping on some scissor. Oh, my God. You're totally on right. Scissor. Man. It goes long. Bun B is just like such a godfather to me. I can't even. Yeah. I can't even start. He does. He does good interviews. Andre too. 3000 has a, a verse on James Blake it's called "What the Cat? What's the Catch?" It's oh, like, dope! It's probably my favorite. So it's probably it's my favorite verse this in the last twelve months. Fantastic! It's unreal. You have to you have to check it out. Uh, oh. Travis Scott's on it. I'm I'm yeah. Anyways, um, good stuff. But I'm trying to con. So just it's super interesting to me to go back and hear your stuff from the '90s. You know, like with Mad Child. Yeah. And like be like, damn, what is this guy? You know, from what the hell? When did what the hell drop? We were copying uh, Farside and Souls of Mischief. Right. That's 100%, right? Yeah, we were 100% copying them. But we, that's cool. We made a weed song. They had a weed song. Oh, you did it like that? Yeah. I just thought you made the general style. I didn't think you copied Souls well, of Well, Matt Child was trying to have the high voice like a couple of guys in the Farside. Mm-hmm. He like went overboard with the voice, kind of yeah. like how they were. Yeah. So how did you and Matt Child, how did that start? What's the history there? Uh, Matt Child used to be in the Rascals a long time ago. Yeah, he left the group. I was rapping with my friends uh, around the time where I was hanging out with going to school, going to all ages dances where Carmel was. Shout out Carmel! Uh, Carmel's getting so many drops. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I was making yeah. And then Matt Child asked me. He knew me from being around. Yeah, he knew I rapped. I entered some rap contests and stuff with uh, my friends. And then he asked, do you want to do a song together? And I was like, sure. So we did a song called Young Girls. Yeah. And then he's like, you want to just be in a group together? I was like, sure. I was like four years younger than him, whatever. Yeah. I was like 15, 16. Crazy. So we started making songs. And then he, uh, <clears throat> he went to the Bay Area one year. And... Uh, 
met some people down there, like a DJ who gave our who uh, g- gave a couple of our songs to like a record label, mm. and then the record label wanted us to make a demo. So we made a demo. We sent it down there. Then we got signed what? to a record label in the Bay Area. What was it called? Uh, Tandem Records. Sweet. And it was uh, Tandem Records. They also put out like this this DJ named Cameron Paul, who's like a Bay Area legend DJ. He used to put out these like beat records. There's another artist named C Funk, who's now called Pro Hozak. You can look him up. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then we got we got signed. Yeah. So we recorded half our album up here, and then we went to San Francisco. Crazy. And like lived in our car. Yeah. And lived like. Wow. Had nowhere to stay. Yeah. But did shows like opened up for alcoholics. Damn. Uh, performed with Souls of Mischief. Wow. How old are you at the time? Uh, 17. Wow. Maybe 17, maybe 18. So what year is this? 93. And that's what the same year that what? the hell came out that's what the hell we were called show and tell and our album was going to be called what the hell yeah and then we're and then mad child is like yo let's just call our group what the hell show and tell is so lame yeah it's like for kids yeah sure so we called our group what the hell jesus then we finished our album down there yeah so i did all the beats and it's on youtube it's on youtube it's on itunes too Yeah. yeah so crazy so then i got homesick uh-huh. And I came back home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was uh-huh. fucking 18 or whatever. It's cool, bro. I came back. I'm and, like 18 right now. And Matt, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and then Matt Child stayed down there and like, he is who he is now. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So what was, so I know, I, I know Matt Child from Swollen. Yeah. And I didn't even know anything after, before that. And then I knew, I knew, I knew him from Swollen. Uh, then I knew him from when he did a stint with King of the Dot. And try yep. to come back into the whole battle thing, and I—that's all the context I have on on Mad Child. But he's just like this. I don't know. I don't know what he is to Vancouver. Like he was in L.A. for a long time, and he came back here for a long time. He was in the Bay. In the Bay. No, he so was in the like, L.A. with Swollen. Yeah. Right. 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 That's when he did all the drugs. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Hollywood. He made, he made all the money, and then he did all the drugs. Yeah. And they came back to Vancouver. He owned Battle Axe Records. Yeah. So they got a deal in the states, with like. A major record label mm-hmm. so did mocha actually and he's the label so he got all the money crazy you can see that on his on his one video you where he talks about how he just went way hit rock bottom yeah he did he did like a million dollars of drugs yeah in one year crazy he's just in his anyway matt child going back to the battling thing mm-hmm he was in Zulu Nation because he was in Rocksteady Crew. He was a Rocksteady MC. Matt was in Zulu? And he, and he had the battle, uh, this guy named Cutfather, who's from San Diego but lived in Seattle. He had the battle, like freestyle battle, to be in the crew. So he was a Rocksteady MC. Damn. So that was in the that was in the 90s. And his DJ was Zodak, who was like a graffiti artist, legendary graffiti artist. Yeah. And yeah. Super crazy. So while this is all going on... What what are you thinking? What are you up to during that time in Mad Child's life? I don't mean this to be a fucking podcast about Mad Child, but I'm just super interested. Like I I came back yeah. and I, it's, uh, I think I tried to go to night school or some shit. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> and uh, I was I just was making like, uh, what the fuck was I doing? This is working. 
hanging out. I was just working. I was thinking I was working at Metrotown or some shit. Shit. Was I working at Metrotown? I fucking forget. I was da- dancing, still doing like trying to DJ. Yeah. Like DJing. Not trying. I was DJing. And um, then Mad Child came back after Swollen. Mad Child came back and that's when I was, oh, I was doing radio. And then Mad Child hooked up with Prev. And Prev used to be like our mortal enemy. What? It was crazy. He, Prev and Mocha were Flip Out and Mad Child's mortal enemies. Like we were supposed to like battle. And then Mad Child put Prev in his group and made a group called Swollen Members. And then Prev said, we have to battle, me, me and him. So then we battled. And then after we battled, Mad Child um, came to me and said, hey, man, I remember when we were in a group, uh, you made the, the beats were dope. So here's Zodak's MPC. He's gone back to L.A. or whatever. Here's the drum machine. Like, make some beats. So he gave me the drum machine. I tried to make I made some beats. And he didn't like any of them. But so he got me back into making beats. Yeah. And then I was making mixtapes and Prev and and, Matt and Shane and Madchild would give me like exclusives yeah. of new swollen songs to put on my mixtapes. That was sick. in the 90s. So me, we always stayed connected. You know what I mean? Damn. So. And Madchild would always let me hear his new shit. Right. There was a like through the like the when he first went solo too. He's like, you want to hear my shit? Damn. And shit. And he'll still he'll, he still gets at me. That's super crazy. How's he doing now? He's fucking killing it. Yeah. He's killing it. Yeah. I think he's about to go do a fucking world tour. Those guys were touring. Those guys were touring in the 90s. In 96, he was going to Australia. Swollen Members was big. Damn. They, they're they like legends. Swollen Members certified. was huge. Yeah. Yeah. No one can ever take anything away from them. That's crazy. What's the story with Swollen Members and Mocha? Uh, Prev, is, Prev and Mocha are original partners. Right. Original MCs. Yeah. So... Prev became part of Swollen. Right. And Mocha's like, I'm going solo. But Mocha still did stuff. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, we let's put Mocha on a hook. Mocha did the hook for fucking Fuel Injected. Yeah. And then they were like, they're like, Shane, Matt Child was like, you want to be in the group? Just be in the group. So he was in the group for like two years. Crazy. Because it, because it, it bettered the group. Yeah, no, totally, and it totally makes sense. Like Mocha, yeah. Mocha is such a cool sound. I don't even is Mocha. They're Mocha? called Split Sphere, I think. Oh, what? I think I could be another. Him group. No, Prev? that's another group. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> All good. Po- called- it's a podcast, dude. You yeah. license to be wrong. Um, yeah. Prev one Mocha only so, from from Victoria. They're both from the island. I didn't know that. Yeah. You're shitting me. They're both from the island. They both grew up with Nelly Furtado. They're all in the same little crew, no rapping and way. all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, Nelly's from Victoria. It's a super small world, man. What? It's crazy. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's where Moke gets that, I don't even know, that jazz, hip hop, fusion. It's beautiful. He still kills today. He makes so much music. He makes so Mocha? much music. Yes. Yeah, he, he, he made like 12 albums a couple of years ago yeah. in one year. And he's just like, Thump. yeah. And people don't know. Like I think I I think Mocha's like totally slept on, like a hundred percent. Yeah, slept he's an underground legend. He's such a legend. And like I guarantee, there's gonna be like two people that are listening to this podcast. And be like, oh yeah, I know Moke. and that's it. Well, that's ridiculous. Moke he is played so jazz, good. the jazz fest. He plays played a lot of shit. He's done. You know what? He had Dilla beats. Yeah, yeah. He had the Dilla. He had Dilla beats on cassette. Like he. Damn. 
he yeah. he is like i don't know if i'm like misspeaking here but like he's ardilla like in a way yeah he really like is he really is ardilla he really is and that's like the highest praise yeah. like that is yeah yeah you know what and he yeah that's fuck. that's good that's crazy. he'd like he'd like that too but he'd also say i'm i'm, I'm my mocha yeah no of course he will <laughs> yeah of course he will yeah mocha is is totally legendary that's that's super awesome and, and he's, he's a freemason what he's a mason i did not know that look at his instagram what i don't even know he's on instagram what the hell moke okay i'm gonna go he's to soundcloud right now Mason, Mason. yeah okay super crazy super crazy so sidetracked so sidetracked um i want to ask about uh about virgin because when i think of flip out most people know you from the traffic jam yeah. or the five o'clock you know this that and the other because i've been there since 2000 because you've been there since since it was the beat yeah, uh, since yeah. the beginning of that. Yeah. Since station. the beginning of that whole thing. But when I think of Flip Out, I think of like the Red Bull host. I think of the guy at Portside. I think of the guy that's like, you know, makes, you know, save on radio and oh, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, I don't think of. You nine, don't? You no. do? Because it's there. Uh, it's like weird. Like, <laughs> it, it's weird. You know, like everyone in the city knows you as this guy and it gets broadcasted out every day. And. Yeah. But in my, it it's just, you're not a pop or a mains, you, like you, you're not a top 40 guy in my opinion. How do you, I don't yeah, know. I am. Are you? I'm, what do I do every I day? I don't know. I just like, you're, you, you have such a breadth of knowledge where it's just like, there's no way that he's doing this. I don't know. You're not a radio DJ in my mind. You're I like, like a true, true, true essence oh, of DJ. I like being on the radio. What's I always wanted to be on the radio. I want to have my name on the radio every day. Well, you're on the radio every day every at day peak for hours. Like fucking yeah. At literally the highest. And, and I like pop music. Yeah. And I like DJing. If mm-hmm. I would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be still at the radio if I was just a host. If I was just announcing songs. No disrespect to any of my co-workers or yeah. anyone, but like I would not. There's there's no fucking way. But because I get to DJ. Yeah. And I'm playing new music. Yeah, I like pop music. I like pop music from the '80s. I like pop music from the '70s. Yeah, I like pop music from the '90s, except for that sh- bullshit like <laughs> that I didn't like. I mean, yeah, I mean from good. 2000s. Like, I don't mind pop music. I like pop music. Yeah, shit. I like, and I don't have to listen to it. I listen to it as much as anyone that listens to the radio. Yeah, like I don't, I don't listen to anything on my own time. Yeah, I preview songs to play. But yeah. I'm not bumping Dua Lipa in my car. <laughs> but guess what? I know all the fucking words because I play it like yeah. four times in a week. And it's easy to remember. Mm-hmm. And I remember everything that I ever hear for some reason. Because you're an encyclopedia. So you know, I, there's yeah, something. There's, you're messed up. But you have, your wires are crossed in some weird way. <laughs> or they're totally separate. Totally, yeah. Integrated perfectly. So here's my, here's my, here's my beef with you. Okay. Every city... Every major city has a DJ Envy, a big boy of some, or something of that nature. Yeah. You should be that person, but you don't have a platform. I mean, you do have a platform, but you don't have a, a situation where Travis Scott's in the city. You should be the fucking guy he's talking to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why not? But like, does DJ Envy play records? I don't even know. Yeah. Does Big Boy is just Big Boy's just an announcer. He's just a host. He's a host, not just. Me, yeah, I'll say just. He's, well, you know, he does that. Still, it's fine. I'm cool. I'm cool with it because oh, there's man. If there was a like maybe 
I have a friend in fucking New York, Peter Oasis. He's a guy. He's a legend. He's <laughs> okay. a, like a promoter. He's and every time I'm in New York, he's been promoting since forever. Yeah. He was like, just to give a little rundown, put it in perspective. He Please. he gave uh, Outcast their first New York show. He oh, booked wow. Outcast first. Eminem first New York show. Common What's first his name? New York show. Common New, New, first New York show. Yeah, Common's for Chicago. Yeah. What? Uh, his name is Peter Oasis. Okay. So he's a promoter. Please, he's been around. Please make a note. I gotta look that up. And so he, whenever I'm in in New York visiting him, he's married to one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um. So and we're like the same guy, me and Peter, kind of. So he'll introduce me as this. This is my boy Phil. Flip out. He's. He's Vancouver. He's Vancouver's Funk Master Flex, and he'll say this shit all the time. And I'm like, cool. I'm not <laughs> because I'm not like on like that, but yeah. I can see whatever. But like whatever, whatever platform that is available here in Vancouver that's left, I'm still there. I'm like it's Hell a little yeah. platform. It's like this big. Yeah. I.e. this podcast, but yeah, for sure, it's just like this little. No, stuff No, I mean like not that. being on the radio. I mean oh. like my little my little section of the yeah. five o'clock traffic jam. Like I'm not I'm not mad at that. The station doesn't doesn't um we don't even play we don't even play Travis Scott. It yeah. can, I think it's played like after ten o'clock or or on my show. That's crazy. So there is no platform. If there was, then I'd be probably like hell yeah, I should be at the I'd forefront be a, of that a part of that. You know, like. So what are you mad about? I'm mad that it's not there. Why? I'm mad that I'm mad. Like, listen, when when a New York act goes through LA, they stop by the radio. It's different though, man. This is Vancouver. I we tried. The Beat ninety four point five tried in two thousand two. It tried to be a a hip hop station. They tried for fucking like four fucking years. And there was and no market. There's no fu- no. It's like hip hop is pop now. Doesn't matter. What? Not here. Like not, there's not enough people. Like there's, there's well, not enough I'm, people. Like population wise. I'm from Hornby, man. There's so many people here. What are you talking about? Exactly. You're from fucking Hornby. <laughs> Have you been to Los Angeles? One time, kind of. <laughs> yeah, like it's there's not enough fucking people. Damn. And then there's not enough people that care. Like, but we care. I care. Anyways, okay, sure. Yeah, but then they. With the with the ninety four point five with the beat, it started hip hop, one hundred percent, and then they tried, they fucking tried, like it was super hip hop, and then they hired another, they got rid of like the last hip hop program director, they got a a guy who was more like, um, uh, dance, yeah. So then he started adding like more rhythmic songs to it. It's actually called rhythmic fucking, a rhythmic station. So that's became more dance music. And then it just became more, a little more top 40, but still not Nickelback. And then, and then one day Zed 95.3 changed their format for no reason. So who was, whoever was in charge at the beat was like, holy fuck, why did they just change their format? Let's take that format. And that's when it became 100% top 40 commercial and fucking blue accelerated yeah. Yeah. became like the num we're we're i'll say we because i'm yeah. part of it hell yeah we're like the number two station the number one station is qmfm yeah which is the same company yeah 
So the Virgin the, is number what's the, two. What's the company? Uh, Bell Media. Bell Media. Uh, Damn. iHeart hasn't bought you guys yet? Uh, yeah. Oh? iHeart is Bell Media. Oh. Yeah. I was joking. Yeah, no. Okay. iHeart is it's the same. It's iHeart, Bell Media. <laughs> of course it is. CTV. Obviously. It's all the same. Yeah. And like in those days of the hip hop days of the beat, the ratings were at the fucking, were like near the bottom. Damn, son. It was tough times, man. Could that exist today? No. I mean, it would be. Do you have you listened to fucking like Hot 97 and shit? Yeah. It's not that cool. No. I'd rather hear. I fucking, like Ebro, though. I'd rather hear, for exa- example, Dua Lipa, or I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear some variety. No, totally. I don't want to hear a fucking, a programmed, uh, commercial rap radio station. That's not the dream. Man. Okay, so what about like a Beats Radio? Like that's that? dope. That's dope, right? Beats, that, like, yeah, that Ebro shit like that. And Zane do. Yeah, that's great. But even satellite radio has is is it leaves a little, a little bit um, much to be desired. Uh, Little be desired, little. Huh? Oh fuck! I forgot how to talk. I don't know. Fresh off the plane. Uh, yeah. It, like even satellite radio is not all the way there because they don't have to follow like a programming kind of like a programming thing because people will just buy this, buy it if they want to. Mm-hmm. I like commercial radio because everything is thought out. It's yeah. programmed. Yeah. You're like this song has to follow this song and this song. Yeah. So that no one switches the channel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's. It's it's fascinates me. I I like it. It's like when I'm DJing, I'm programming the night. I'm programming yeah. the people. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna play. I know what I'm gonna play next. Yeah. Or I have this order. I know this works. Yeah. Oh, it's not working. Let me try something else. Like the radio's kind of the kind of the same. I guess so. So I, I, you don't want to hear like fucking go to go to Spotify. Fucking go to Spotify. Hot fucking rap songs. Yeah. Listen to that fucking playlist. See how no. cool it is. It, like, no. Nah, see, what I'm saying is like, I want like I want a person like yourself that has the knowledge and the know-how and can speak on the variety. Like, not just hip hop. Like, I want like I I like going to beats because like I might get some really dope Afro beats or I might get yeah. some sweet shit out of Japan or the UK, right. and then I'm like just completely oblivious like oblivious to. That's you though. You're like that. You're that type of person. But. All I'm saying, so all I'm saying is I know for me personally, what I would like is that and then have someone that can talk to these people when they come in because that on a, not on a three minute segment CTV style, like just actually on a longer form, like a podcast. That's why we did this podcast. Hey man, I don't know. You know anyone at Beats? I don't know anybody. Me neither, really. Yeah, I mean, come on. Anyways, we, well, I feel you, man. I, I, you know, I have a, I have, I, you know, I have a dream. I would love to be on satellite radio. It's kind of changing a little bit because of what I just said. Mm-hmm. It would be cool, but like, people still don't like listen to satellite radio like the way that you think they do. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you feel about radio on a as a whole, as a medium, as a I platform? Like it. I just, yeah. Do you think it's dying out a little bit? I don't no, I don't think so. Yeah. It's free. It is free. You know, it's free and it's uh and it's local. You get to hear like But it's not. And you're supposed to have Yeah, it is. We I'm here. You are here. Everyone at Virgin, everyone in any radio station in Vancouver. So who's at Virgin? So it's yourself Megan Edwards. Megan Edwards does traffic updates yeah. and has weekends. And yeah, and then Why do you want to know who works there? Are they Just all from look Vancouver? On the website. 
Okay, my bad. Sorry, bro. What do you want to know? Why do you want to know who works there? Like, are they really from? Like, they're, are they actually? Because I don't. I, to me, what the fuck do you mean? They're like, it's all. What is this? Why do you have this weird conspiracy theory? I think you have so much hatred for all radio. To take down. It's just mainstream, bro. It's big box. I hate it. No. It is. It's fucking mainstream. It's yeah. like for the. It's for every. It's top forty yeah. commercial mainstream. It's the yeah. top forty songs. So it's it's just there, like yeah. make the people happy. Make the people happy. You're right, man. Don't don't piss them off. Don't do anything too different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll tell you, everyone who works on the radio station is the morning. <laughs> in the morning is Johnny Staub, yeah. Holly Conway, Nira Holly. Aurora, and yeah. Amy Beeman. Yeah. And there's Chris Palliser. I think he's not there. Uh, he just moved. And then there's uh, Remo. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Danae Johnson. And then uh, um, Joelle. Yourself. Joelle Sinclair and Megan. Yeah. And then there's me. Yeah. And uh, there's Byron, who does fill-ins and shit. Damn. And, okay. All right. You win. (laughs) Well, I'm not trying to win. What did I win? (laughs) I don't know. Um, But- regardless like i'm still i'm still sticking to my guns and saying that you need to like you should be at the forefront of when we think of you should you should occupy a position in our mind with the uh, dramas flexes ebros uh where would i do that i don't fucking know but we got to find a way to do it <laughs> like like honestly i'm down to do it kind of i don't so really perfect. like interviewing people no no not even for 30 minutes fuck for 30 minutes damn i don't even like i didn't I really like interviewing people for 10 minutes. Shit. I did a lot of that shit. You're so good at it. What the, the hell? In, in, at interviewing? Yes. Maybe. N- yes. As a consumer, yes. For sure. Well, I don't like interviewing people I don't like to in- I don't oh, have that, any interest in. That's our oh man. <laughs> Ebro gets in fights all the time. Anyways, whatever. I'm off it. <laughs> I don't you know I don't know. I don't I'm not I'm not I'm not 100%. I've done it a lot. Yeah over the time yeah. and it's it's kind of cool but it's it's kind of played out not played out i don't i just don't yeah all right all right i get it still i'm still holding that and want to see that happen and think that it should because regardless of whether you see it or not you're a fucking asset that shouldn't go unutilized i would uh, okay let me re- you know retract that i would like to do like a podcast where i could talk to humans and hell yes hell and go yes in and go in yeah sure oh, so cool anyways i would listen to it but i w- i would hope to get fucking paid for it <laughs> at this point yes you that's kind of what i mean that's you why should. i'm kind of like yeah i did a lot of things like i would love to fucking get paid by beats you know what i mean like yeah. i love to be paid by noisy and shit like so would you right yeah because you put in the work of 20 years yeah like yeah. i don't want to i don't want to kind of s- try to start again i get it no and you you shouldn't have to that should it should hold weight and i haven't really stopped so if a door opens i'm ready for it yeah that's what i'm saying it's like insert flip out here yeah sure it's yeah, so like that. fucking ready yeah anyways good sorry good. okay anyways keep an eye out <laughs> i got you man you know, i'm man. telling you um how are you bored in 2019 with the resume and the list of experiences because i was creeping every time you post something you're like oh man i'm bored i ain't got shit to do till taipei i'm I hanging said I'm out bored? you said i'm bored you're like ask me some questions put the little instagram thing up oh, da, 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 da. and i was just like I was fucking bored man i was like how is this guy bored i don't have kids no nah. you know what i mean like you have a sometimes w- i'm girlfriend like, wife i have a girlfriend yeah, yeah. 
but I, sometimes I'm like, I'm actually doing exactly the same thing I was doing 20 years ago. Shit. I'm not bored, but hey I'm man, like, you said, I'm just quoting. That's not a quote. quote unquote bored. Cause that, you know, but I like saying I'm bored because people say, uh, only, uh, whatever the fuck, like people who are, are not creative or so are bored or something. I just like being yeah. anti everything. But See, that's that's why I'm anti virgin. That's why I'm anti mumble rap. I'm Who's an- a mumble rapper? Name a mumble rapper, bro. I don't just the name one mumble rapper. Listen, listen, listen. Do you remember? Just name one. Uh, I don't know. No one can name a mumble rapper. They're who are they? Who did it start with? Where's Kev when I need him? God damn there it! There are no who. Thug, young you want to you want to use a derogatory term for young thug? Kev, name some. That, mumble, that name, is. Name some mumble rappers. Yeah. Who's a mumble rapper who's whack? Who who like Yachty? Yeah, Yachty's pretty much the one name that comes to mind. But Yachty doesn't even mumble. He's just more like stumbles. So Kev is saying that that has a weird connotation and we shouldn't use that term in a derogatory sense. But remember GGN, uh, Snoop Dogg's YouTube oh, yeah, show? Yeah. 50 Cent came on there. Yeah, like, the, 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 yeah, the, 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 yeah but, now, but now Snoop looks dumb because... Because he's working with them? Yeah, like yeah. what? Like, And that flow is, is fine. <laughs> yeah you're right snoop's hilarious like snoop can say whatever the fuck he wants but it's snoop gets a pass yeah anyways yeah he was just like it was new he was like he wasn't he wasn't with it he wasn't hip to it i what what do you think jazzy jeff thinks of mumble rap mumble rap quote air, air quotes i think he likes everything yeah i don't know yeah you guys He'd are boys are you guys boys yeah yeah of course yeah. he's part of it every year how crazy was that? Because that's part of your inspiration for starting to DJ. Yeah, Jeff's yeah, it's a fucking living legend. Literally. Hands down legend. Yeah. He's like a movie star. He's just, he's Hollywood. He's a celebrity. He's Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He's Will Smith Can't level. Can't fuck with him. Yeah. His, that, show was, that show was made by Quincy Jones. Quincy yeah. Jones is his mentor. He can literally call Quincy Jones whenever he wants. That's so crazy. Quincy Jones, if you watch the do- documentary, uh, Quincy Jones name drops him like twice. The document. I want. I want uh, Will and Jazzy Jeff here. I want da da da. Like it's yeah. crazy, and he's super down Chill. with the with the culture and just being a DJ and yeah, and seeing it pro pro uh, progress. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. I he man, music's changed so much. What yeah. is what is Jazzy up to these days? I just put out an album called M3 oh, with real? Dane Jordan and Rhymefest. No way. And his son, his son's name is Amir. He, he's he, a rapper. Damn. What do, you think about, what do you think about that? Like uh, P. Diddy's son rapping and stuff like that. Uh, That's cool. King Combs. King Combs. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, you with it? Yeah. I like it. Why not? No. Nah. Well, I mean, talent is there. Like, dude, if, you're, if my dad was DJ Jazzy freaking Jeff... I would be in there all day, <laughs> all day. Have you or, seen Swiss Beats kids? No. And Alicia Keys kids? Oh my god, they're probably beautiful. The fucking kids making beats, like real oh, beats. He's like four. 
He's seven, six seven? now. Okay. But he had a beat on Kendrick's Untitled. Yeah, you're right. Playing the NPC. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's fucking stupid. Anyway, super gangster. Uh, yeah, I know Jazzy Jeff is is amazing. Um, yeah, being around him and getting knowledge from him, and he always humors me because when I get wasted, I didn't do it to him this year. I just ask him questions from back in the day. Like I want the answers to everything. Yeah, because you I'm studied like, it. Well, I'm just like, did Nas really write Will Smith's Miami verse? And he's did like, did Nas no. really? He's no, like, no, man, no. Like, did Rakim really have the beat for Summertime? He's like, no, man, that's the fucking whatever. And I'm like, did Mad Skills really ghostwrite hundreds of rappers? He's like, no, Mad Skills did not ghostwrite hundreds of rappers. He tells it as it is. How, what's, uh, so those were all no's. Were, were there any yeses that astounded you where you're like, holy shit, this did actually happen? Or did he drop any gems on you? Uh, yeah, I said, uh, well, he, I was like, yo, you should, um, it would have been dope if you got if Fresh Prince of Bel Air was a cartoon, was like an animated series. Like you know what, it was developed. Wow. It was developed, and he went to his computer and he was like trying to find like the pilot for me. Crazy. But he couldn't find it, so instead he found his wedding. <laughs> so I watched his wedding. It was like Close an second. Hour. It, was, it was kind of a bizarre. Thing. So you just watched the whole thing out of respect. One hundred percent. Of course. But it was dope. It was like edited really well by anyway. Yeah. Will Smith's in it. It has yeah. music in it. Of course. Everybody was on weed. They were in Jamaica. On weed? They, I like it. On weed. Oh, yeah. Because they were eating shit. Like, everyone was... Yeah. I can say this. <laughs> anyway. Sweet, dude. Um, <laughs> so, you've... Uh, <laughs> on weed? On the weeds. On the weeds. He's on the marijuana. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, you've met so many people. dj I mean... Grandmaster Flash? Yeah. That was a thing? Yeah. Okay. One I know this, but please, what is the story? I'm not, I don't even mean to go here, but like, what's the context with Grandmaster Flash? What do you mean? How, how you, cause you met him, you opened up for him? Yes. Right? Yeah. That's crazy. That's literally the godfather of it, he's, yeah, everything he's we're of the, talking about. He's one of the f- creators of hip hop. He's the, yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. That's just, it was just a show that I got. Sorry. That's so crazy to me. Hired to. That's just so crazy to me. Yeah, it's cool. It's just shows that come through and, and, uh, you know, I get asked to open sometimes. Man, I mean, from guys like, from guys like Kanye to guys like Pharrell to guys like Jazzy Jeff. I DJed for Raekwon like three times. Yeah. I was his literal DJ. For guys like Raekwon. Raekwon. That's the one. So who of these guys. Like, do you get starstruck at all? Because yeah. you look so chill. You like you because I'm so happy to be there. Like, oh my god! <laughs> Hi, Kanye. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Damn, yeah, it's son. so exciting. Super exciting. Raekwon was at the 420 Fest last year. Damn. And uh, he just fucking he's going through. We're going through songs and like making the set list. I'm like making the set list with Raekwon. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Fucking crazy. It's cool. And then I had a mic on stage and I was rapping along with him to Wu-Tang. So what? Like, that guy is a fucking um, something crazy in his mind because he knows everyone's raps. He's one of those. Yeah. That's like you with the records. A little bit, I guess. Kind of, yeah. 
He, do you know the song Triumph by Wu-Tang? Not to the top of my head. Okay, it's the song with all of them on it. Okay. And so there's nine of them. Mm-hmm. And he's last. He performed Triumph. He did everyone's rap. Wow. To get to his verse. I've never seen him fuck up a lyric ever. Damn. Like, I'm like, this guy, you know, like when you, it, it, it's weird, like you, you kind of take for granted, like you think like, oh, no, Britney Spears, no talent, like whatever. But when you're actually around, because I know people that have worked with Britney Spears, when you're actually around them, you're like, oh, like she's just learning these moves easily mm-hmm. and doing this. Like she, it's like Ray Kwan, he's like, like he's so dope, legendary, but it's like, oh, fuck. He actually has an insane memory. Yeah. He has the most difficult raps. He and never fucks it up and knows everyone else's. And the most legendary raps. Yeah. And like So you can see like his his part of Wu-Tang, they probably so he probably, he probably has that energy. Everybody wants to fucking have him around cuz he'll always have their back totally. for the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. always into it and you know, anyway, it's it's cool to 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 see to meet people like that, like, and Jeff is so amazing. Like, uh-huh. he's just like, uh, his presence is, is so chill. Yeah. That's crazy. Like his character on, on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Jazz, yeah. is, is him. That's and so he's super wild. hilarious too. So. Dude, um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like, shaped how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was super oh, yeah. cornball in high school for sure. I recite fucking Will's pickup lines and shit like that. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff was such a vital part of that. And, dude, like uh, Ashley and, um, oh man, Ashley and what the fuck? Oh my God, how am I forgetting her name? Hillary. Hillary. Um, we're like, you know how, like, when you're a kid, you have, like, you see women that, like, shape your definition of beautiful because you just, like, watch them constantly. It was on every day at 3 30. I come yeah. home from school. I, like, I swear to God, for like, six years straight. And then I'd rewatch it on, yeah. you know, Netflix. So you memorize like that. it. Literally. Yeah. For sure. And and I was super cornball, whatever. So just sitting down with you, with someone who's worked with DJ Jazzy Jeff is just fucking r- r- crazy. When when I think of DJ Jazzy Jeff, I just think of the, the scene where he gets thrown out of the house. Yeah. That's, like, the number one thing that comes into my head and it's just so iconic and it's it's yeah. crazy that's uh it's next level um yeah anyways what's your i don't mean to clout chase or anything like that but like what or nate get your name drop but like what's your mount rushmore of like guys that you've worked with i'm assuming jazzy Jess, jazzy dj jazzy jeff i don't know why that's so fucking hard to say is lot. on it's really not um <laughs> apparently not um is uh on that list of of guys that you've worked with or worked for or, you know, collaborated with that you've just kind of sat back and been like, wow. Jeff's the top. Yeah. Because he's like the guy, one of the guys that got me into hip hop. Yeah. It's very trippy. Um, Then Raekwon as well. Yeah. Maestro Fresh Wes. Oh, no way. Maestro's a homie. Yeah. Um, For those that don't know, Maestro was the originator of Canadian hip hip hop. Yeah. 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 Oh, come on. That's that's it. That's, really, that's I don't the, know. That's the Rushmore? Kind of. Yeah. For who I've met and who I've like... like uh, Interacted with on a... Yeah. Yeah. Like who I've actually like considered kind of like a... Like a friend. A friend or like have... With Raekwon, he's not like my friend, but... Yeah. No, for sure. I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm watching these videos of you on stage. Newmark. DJ Newmark. I don't even know what. He's cool. Shit. Yeah. 
um, I'm watching these videos of you on stage, you doing interviews and stuff like that, and you just seem like you're hanging out. Yeah. How did you like? That's a skill. That's an ability. That's like some people just freeze up when they talk to a pretty girl. You're out there talking to icons and originators of culture, and you're well, seemingly relaxed. How? Actually, the start of that was because I I got comfortable doing that when I had a residence. I had a weekly Tuesday night at a club in Gastown that's not there anymore. Mm. And uh, they had a bikini contest at the end of the month, 90s, the 90s. They had a bikini Where contest. Where are our bikini contests? Yeah. So I, had to, so I had to host it. Naturally. So I remember uh, one time the girl was wearing a bikini, I don't know, and I commented after, I was like, it looks like uh, I think her grandma crocheted that for her because it was like a knit bikini, and everyone laughed. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I just tell c- c- some jokes. Yeah. But not never dissed anyone, but like told some jokes. But that's where I learned how to be on the mic because that was a tough crowd, man. Bunch of guys looking at girls in bikinis. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. And I kept kept kind of doing it. So what's it, what does it take to be a good host now? Whether that's DJ host, radio host. What is it like? What are the skills? Do they, it, you, I'm watching you. It's so natural. You know, uh, there seems like there's, there's got to be some formula or some way you approach it. You seem like you just go up there and it's all natural, it just flows and it happens and it's great. Well, with the the Rebel Music Three Style, um, I try to, I always meet everyone right before, and I give a I give a speech like a pep talk. Oh, really? And I sit and I, um, like all of like the whole world tour. I'm always I say. Um, you know, this is about, it's not about, it's about you guys. It's about your 15 minutes, you know. It's not about me for sure, but I'll be on stage in case anything goes wrong. Right. You know, I'll be close by there. Yeah. Um, if you want, you know, I'll, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, yeah, there for support kind of thing. Yeah. And um, then they like really appreciate that. Yeah. So then I'm, I know them personally. You, you that puts a, them at ease because yeah. they're so fucking nervous, right? And it makes me feel good that I'm helping them because I know how it is, right? Yeah. So I like being helpful. Yeah. So I like being helpful to people watching to explain the, what's happening. Yeah, and how to deal with it. And how to deal with it. Like I don't, I, I, I'm not out there like look at me hosting so well. It's like, I'm trying to communicate, trying to make everything as clear as possible. Yeah. Huh. Right? You have a purpose that you're just, you're trying to go out there and accomplish. Yeah, it's like important to make things kind of clear and, and to, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To, to give the information and be a proper representation of, of what's happening. Of what's I, I don't want to look like a fucking dumbass. Um, and be entertaining as well a little bit. Yeah, no, it's So totally. that people aren't bored and people don't, yeah. Yeah. Is that a good answer? No, it totally is a good answer. Listen, I'm, that was a selfish question. You know, like I'm, we kept threw me on this podcast. He's like, we'll figure it out. And I was like, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Cool. Yeah. So I was trying to bomb for 20 episodes, but we ended up getting some guests. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like getting the best out of me. Yeah, to, in know, some you're way, navigating shape, you're, or form. You're DJing me. Wow, you're DJing a guest. Hello, that's a yeah. quote. I like that a lot. I'm totally going to use that now. <laughs> that's DJing fucking awesome. 
Yeah, you're DJing their emotions and their personalities and yeah. and their stories. Fucking cool. God, that's good. Um, <clears throat> what's next for you? Like, where where's up? Probably have to pee really bad. Yeah, dude, I got to pee too. We'll wrap this up. We'll wrap this up pretty quick no. here. Uh, uh, you want to ask that again? So no, <laughs> no hell no. Shitty fucking. Hell no. <laughs> Seriously, though, you've uh, hosted world tours for Red Bull, one of the biggest companies in the world. You know, like you have a mainstay spot at the peak hours on one of the top radio stations. Well, I like doing the world tour. That was my first world, the wor- first oh, yeah? tour. I really, I really liked it. So I like it a lot. So what i want to do that again i want to probably try to play like more specific um gigs around the world like make uh use my connections or whatever people right. that i met to do like more kind of cool shit i'd well, like to make a movie you oh. know oh my god i even act like yeah That's the whole funny. acting thing like to be, yeah that's a whole like this podcast is way too long but like it's way too long super too long <laughs> Super, super too long. I don't give a sh- single shit, though. Um, yeah. What movie do you want to make? Uh, just like a movie that's been wanting to make for a long time with my my bro, Zach Santiago. You want to keep it on wraps? No. What's the what's the storyline? Kind of, it's a storyline. Uh, it's about two guys who are friends who go through similar, uh, similar situations, yeah. tragedies, and it brings them together. Yeah. Okay. It's basically the story of Zach and I in real life, IRL. So. Sweet. So we've been, we wrote it like a long time ago, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, we tried to get it made, like went really, really, really tried to get it made, like funding and all that, had a director and everything. And yeah, we just haven't done it. We haven't, we kind of let it go for the last five or six years. Mm-hmm. But uh, that would be dope. Sweet. I'd like to. You know, have a show on beats. You know what I mean? Let's fucking make it happen. What's it called? What's your I'm not sh- sure. What's your show on beats called? I don't know. I My show on uh, CITR, I used to have one by myself. It was called Digestive Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Old Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Digestive Tracks. So, movie, more world tours, show on beats one. Yeah. Sounds like, like a to-do list. It'd be cool to book a couple guest stars on some shows too yeah that'd be cool it's all possible man i just want to you we have talked about it with other guests here about the emergence of podcasts and stuff like that and how there's a void in vancouver Mm -hmm. for this and every time when they're like well yeah but who would fill it i'm like fucking flip out oh you know what's crazy my boy peter oasis from new york yeah he he manages like angela yee he does he does he produces brilliant minds. That's amazing. So he's a podcast producer actually. Hell yes. So plug. Yeah. That's amazing. He grew up like he he loves NPR. He he loves NPR talk awesome. radio. Yeah, the whole so thing that's is amazing. His new thing. Hell yes. That's and that's so cool. I just think there's so much white space and I think that there's I have a problem in the social media age of like people that don't necessarily deserve to be in spots or in spots. Mm. And there's people that deserve to be in spots or not in spots. And in my mind, you're one of those people and that needs to be filled. Oh, I appreciate so, that. So, you know, cool. and that's, I uh, don't mean to no, you that's know, cool. build you up, but like, that's just, it is what it is. I appreciate that. Um, and it should be addressed. And I mean, I don't have the fucking power to, to make it, but I can throw it out there in the universe and hope someone catches it and someone listens to it. And, you know, maybe Thanks. it goes somewhere. Um, I appreciate it. So in wrapping, 
Um, in rapping, what's happening? <laughs> what? No, no, yeah, quick freestyle, quick freestyle. Um, no. Uh, in conclusion, rather. <laughs> in conclusion, because we, I don't even know. It's a time warp, but um, you started this in '93. Started the whole b-boy rapping, or was it even before that? It was before that. Late '80s. Yeah. 89, 88, so, you know, 20, 30 years, however you want to 30. call it. Literally 30. Um, More than half my life. Yeah. Well over half. Well over half. How old are you? 44. Right. What? Really? Yeah. I was born in 74. I was 13 in 87. That's when I wrote my first rap. Damn. Okay. Whoa. I was going to think about that later. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. So You're fucking telling me. Jesus. Um <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so there's been so much that's happened. What has been there's three questions here. What's been your biggest mistake? Your biggest success? And why did you act on both of those things? Why did you do both of those things? Uh my biggest mistake. So this is like an ongoing thing or Either it was one. something that has happened. Either one. Uh, uh, our biggest mistake. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know how. Um, believe it or not, there's a couple of things that I think we should have stuck. I should have stuck with that would have put me in a better position today like jay swing and i started a magazine in 95 it was called elements it was at citr it was under discorder mm. and that was the same time that vice started oh. i remember vice and i just and we kind of we, we were more we were like hip-hop and yeah. they were kind of like a bunch of shit, yeah. but I always, I always liked liked what they did because it was different. I love Vice, and we wrote our we wrote our magazine like I used to transcribe interviews word for word with every you know what I'm saying and not mean yeah every fucking thing yeah and then we would do our reviews and we would write them kind of slang yeah so I wish that we kept with the magazine because it probably could have led to something yeah. You know, a hundred percent would have. Uh, Vice is unreal. Yeah. Do you do any reviews or anything like that? Are you writing now? No. Damn man. Reviews, I would, I would, I like less than even doing interviews. Okay. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we won't uh, go down there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mis- yeah. I don't know. Mistakes. So why didn't you? Why didn't you pursue it? What? We tried, but we had we were bound under the CITR. Yeah. Um, they paid for everything, right? So gotcha. in order. To, We'd have to put money in our own pocket. We didn't have any. Didn't money. have money. We were fucking broke. Yeah. Um, yeah. Biggest success. Uh, success. Oh, also, I wish that I had started collecting records, forty fives, from the very beginning, thirty years ago, That'd because be then crazy. I would be top fucking godlike five yeah. in the world of record collecting. Yeah. But I I restarted six years ago. I spent a lot of money though. Catch up. Yeah. So for sure, I'm okay with where I'm at, but I just oh man, I wish that I had done it 
when I was a kid and yeah. kept going. Yeah. Uh, Big success, biggest success, and why'd you do it? I don't know. I know there's a lot. Uh, just I don't know, being sticking, actually being staying on the on the radio this long. Yeah. Yeah, and That's being able totally. to to adapt. Fucking through technology and year after year to, to fucking from being a. Um, started as an independent station, where the owners of the radio station were in on our f- in the office. Yeah, the people that owned it to Virgin, Virgin, which is yeah, monstrous. which it, which Bell owns the Virgin um, license. Right, Virgin doesn't own the station. Yeah, it's like just the they own. I the got name, it. The brand. You know I mean? yeah. They own the brand. Yeah, like the guy that the Virgin guy, Richard Richard Branson. That he has nothing to do with it. He's just like, these people have my name everywhere. Yeah. Like that guy. Yeah. Um, so why did so you stay with it? Because I, li- because I like it. And it's, 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 and, um, and I never, you know, I haven't, I don't know, stuck with it. Still there. It, fa- it, I like it. It fascinates me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I went from, looking at people like holy shit like so-and-so has been on zed for five years imagine being on the radio for five years fuck and now i've been on the radio for fucking like 15 so it's crazy so i have this career so i'm kind of proud that i stuck it out and yeah i don't know yeah no man that's that's good enough in itself 100 percent. and kind of all right i think that how much long are you gonna do it for i don't know I can do it. We can do keep doing radio like until forever. Until they kick me off. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, you can't be I don't know." Yeah. I yeah. look at I look like it's hard to I don't really have too many people I can look up to. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I I'd like to continue doing it if it if it if I can. Yeah. Like if it fits everything. Yeah, if it works out. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like a, I work an hour a day. It's like in the middle of the day. That's the only shitty thing about it. Yeah. So every day, like at three, I have to go into like, okay, I got to go to work. Yeah. I like can't do anything between three and six. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So five days a week, but it's only like a three-hour window. It's fine. So yeah. I can go to auditions. Uh, I can pre-record the show. Yeah. If I can't make it. Yeah. For an audition, for instance. Yeah. Like if you're in Taipei. Yeah, or that. Or, yeah, yeah, I did a few. I recorded a few. Yeah. But Zach um, filled in for me. Very cool. No, oh, no. Very cool, man. Well, dude, I'll end with this, man. Thank you for not just coming by and swinging by. Like, we really fucking appreciate it. And it's we're making an emphasis on the guys in Vancouver that have been doing it, will continue to do it, and have laid the foundation for the people that are coming up under underneath them. Um, sure. and it's uh, an honor, honestly, it's, it's a blast. You're fucking such a relaxed guy for someone that has seen the people you've seen and done the things you've done. And you've maintained this kind of, you know, kid from Moskrop type, <laughs> of, you know, type of vibe, you know, exactly. And it's, it's beautiful. And so, and I know the city appreciates it and, 
I just wish that we could find a platform to put you behind that. And I'm going to be so stuck on that for the rest of the like time until you're actually on that beats one or whatever it may be. Right. Um, cause you know, you can just go back and look at the mixes you've done or the fuck it's the work is there. Go, go, go Google, like fuck off and go Google. Like it's there. So thank you for that. And, uh, thank you for your time. I know that, uh, I got to take a piss and you probably do too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's been a, it's been a good one, man. And, uh, where can they find you on social media on where, where, where can we get at you if we're curious? Uh, on Twitter and, and Instagram, I'm it's flip out. I just got flip out on Ooh, Instagram. Big time. You were DJ flip yeah. out and now you got flip out. Yeah. I had to pull a couple strings there. Uh, type a type a, <laughs> a few people came there. Shout out. Shout out type a. Shout out. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the homie from Mixcloud actually. Oh, no way. Met the guy, met, met the homie from Mixcloud. I met the few homies from Discogs. So there's like two platforms that I use like nonstop. Discogs where I buy yeah. and sell some records and Mixcloud is where I put all my mixes up. Yeah, beautiful. All I need to do now is meet someone from like Apple. It's out there. <laughs> it's out there. You got uh, that voice clip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. All right, flip out, yeah. man. I appreciate your time. everywhere. Thanks, guys. And uh, that's another episode. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. I know it was a super long one, but uh, it's worth it. You'll edit it. Yeah. Deuces. See ya. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>